Hello and welcome to this, the final stretch of Blood on the Severn, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Bristol, England in the year 2017. With me tonight. Let's play Nantes Optimus. Peter playing Janusz Kroll of Clan Chimitza. Rob playing Dermot Bryan of Clan Malkavian. Alice playing Matilda Wells of Venture. And, and we have a very special guest tonight. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Um, I'm Cedar, and I'm playing Charlie Shrike of Clan Bruya. So, for those of you who have been in the Discord server and doing our votes, um, you got it. The myth, the man, the legend itself. Charles Shrike. So, uh, before we start, I wanted to say a big, big thank you to everyone that has been following us. These are the last five episodes of Blood on the Severn. We are in our run to our season finale on episode 10 and uh, also a big big thank you to Cedar for joining us a big thank you to peter who is tonight our tech ghoul so this is peter appreciation week um he's he's gonna be doing the, the live tech so if everything goes wrong you know who to blame and mitch for being our support tech specialist wizard that makes everything beautiful and possible so the recap for this uh, episode is going to be slightly different than what have what has been done before, because we're going to do a, a short recap of actually what has brought us to this point. In our last episode, there was a, a very important conversation between Dermot. Prince Nathaniel of the Camarilla, Hubert, the Herald of the Library, and Sophie Woods, a very old yet still a neonate member of Clan Malkavian, someone who had seen in visions a blacklist ledger with some names in it. This is someone who Dermot has been looking for for a while. And uh, it looks like Sophie Woods, and for those of you who have, have who are keen and have been seeing uh, our historical one shots, would remember them, would remember her uh, as one of the SBCs on our 1645 Camarilla um, one shot. We also had a conversation between Matilda and Obasiki Kelomo, Ventru Primogen of the Camarilla. Transpires that that life boon he holds over Matilda since he helped her all those years ago to be established in Bristol and to call off the blood hunt the Camarilla had on her head after breaching well, breaking the traditions and fleeing from her sire and her sect. It's being cashed in. <clears throat> Obasi has asked for a very simple favor. To have Matilda help him kill Roger Smith, Baron of the Anarchs. In the meantime... Janusz finds himself very slowly 
trying to undo the work of Father Michael and get to the heart of the society of Leopold. Strike directly at it. And he has set in motion certain actions to that effect. The society of Leopold has wronged him, even from his living days, killing everyone he knew, forcing him into exile. And then after his return, by trespassing and trying to kill him again. It is important to remember that Janish has managed to secure control, complete control of his tiny patch of land in Bristol. He is effectively the lord of his own domain. As the city sort of plunges into a little bit of chaos, the librarian has been made the leader, the, the one elder that everybody has to answer to, while the rest of Kindred deal with the Second Inquisition. Nangisel has been following on those footsteps closely, both of the Second Inquisition and Janice's plan, but there are things troubling her. She no longer feels special. She no longer feels like she's the only chosen of Kupala. For saying someone, a member of the family, well, some would call it family, others will call it cult, of the children of summer, has been blessed with the whispers of the tongue of Kupala, an ancient relic, that he is given the duty, he has been given the duty to safeguard. Unbeknownst to Nangisel, the restless spirit, the ghost of her father, has been bound to the river in front of Janish's house, in his domain. A wrathful wraith that was looking after his daughter, but was meddling into Janish's plans. Now, we will start a few months ago in well what was the the ends of winter but still a very cold season up in Canada in Canada in Algonquin territory there is a girl she must be 14 years old and she's slowly walking against the wind in the snow she's carrying a a, a bag and she's protected from the elements to the best of her ability with a mix of modern gear and old skins first that it will help her keep warm she then sits for the final hours of daylight and waits side in the stone outside of a cabin and the sun goes down. She approaches the cabin and knocks on the door. From within, Charles can hear. Um, 
Charlie will finish the line that he's reading in um, Treasure Island that he has propped open. And then he'll stand and he'll go open the door very slowly and cautiously. You see her? It's Tamara. And uh, she she sees you with the same mixture of awe and fear that you've seen in her face a few times now. She's now the new messenger. Um, hello, Mr. Shrike. Um, um, the chieftain said this. She hands you over uh, a couple of books and a letter in an envelope. You've gotten taller since last time. They must be feeding you well. Uh, yes, yes. I, I, I gave your advice to to the chieftain and he's made sure I'm, I'm well fed. Thank you. Good. Um, and he'll take the books and the letter and he'll put the books down on top of one of the stacks that hasn't quite reached the ceiling. And he'll take the letter and he'll kind of like pop it open with his thumb and glance at it. And then look at her and glance at it and then look at her and close it. Um, the contents of the letter, of course, she just steps back to give you your privacy and uh, the contents of the letter are troubling. The chieftain okay. would not contact you, not outside of the cycle, if it weren't important. And in this case, it is. Because it's a, message, it's a message to tell you that Scott Roberts, your child, has died overseas in Bristol. Murdered, it seems. Could you please okay. describe Charles Shrike to our audience? Okay. Um, Charlie Shrike is about six foot two or three, and he's... Um, well, he used to be a very like um, brown-skinned uh, Aboriginal man, but becoming a vampire has kind of like grayed him out a little bit. Um, he has long black hair um, and broad shoulders, but his limbs are kind of wiry and long. And um, he has a face that looks like it was once really handsome, but hundreds of years of scowling has kind of made him look very tired. Um yeah, and he's just kind of dressed like a camping dad. So, uh, Tamara is there waiting to see if you have any reply for the shifting of any sort. Um, she's starting, she's standing outside the door. Um, she's, you know, braving the wind and, and waiting for your reply. Also, she says, uh, do, do you have any books you need me to return to the library? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and he'll go around the cabin and gather six or so hardcover books. And um, he'll put those into a satchel as well as he'll gather maybe three or four smaller books to put into the satchel. And he'll put on his coat and his boots and he'll, um, he'll step outside the door and close it behind him and say, Did you bring, oh, did you bring your vehicle? Uh, the tr the truck yes yes uh, it's it's a a day and a half trek away in the in the usual, are, are you going to the see to see the chieftain is it bad news 
Very bad news. We will have to move faster than a day and a half. I think I should carry you. I, um... Oh, oh, oh. And before she utters a, a complete answer, Charles Reich, you she's very light, especially for for a kindred of your age and your and your strength. And you start making your way through the snow. I think you probably just like fireman carries her and yeah. starts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, by the end of that night, uh, with a com uh, with a mix of of her walking on her own a, a little bit, you carrying her most of the way, um, you you reach a place where you can camp safely in a place that she can make you know she can make secure for you and in guard during the, the daylight hours uh, before you start the drive back. The drive back is. As you usually remember them, it is quiet, although Tamara will at some point try to turn on the radio and Charles would just click it off because it's weird, those voices coming out of nowhere. But once with the chieftain, is he can be certain that, that the news are correct. He has been checking and double checking. As per your instructions, a man called Sandy has been contacted and um, passage should be secured through the merchant navy using your contacts uh, from you know, Aboriginal and native uh, members of the merchant navy that are living in, in the area. And uh, Sandy will be the person in charge to pick you up. You have seen... Sandy, in the past you have met him. He is one of the people who is in charge, well, or at least specializes in moving in and out of, uh, of the people in and out of the city. I don't like how he smells. Uh, no, he's also, he's a member of the ministry, so he's, he's always had, had that air about him that makes you feel slightly uncomfortable. But that being said, over the course of the few of the, of the next months, things are preparations are made, things are put into place, communications are you know are established. So as per your instructions, the library is contacted and notified that you will be visiting the city. Meanwhile, back into the present, <clears throat> you are in that sort of basement, Matilda, with Obasi. And he has just asked you for a very simple favor. Yeah, okay. Um, right, I'll just look at him slightly shocked and not say anything for a few minutes and moments and then say you want me to what? You you heard me, Matilda. Raya Smith murdered sure. my sire. 
with no fault. I mean, you would appreciate it. No due process was followed. He just murdered him out of rage. <clears throat> he must pay for his crime. Has that already been settled? No. The Anarch faction has made sure that Roger is not trialed for the murder of Prince William Grix. So what, you want me to get my Methuselah slaying sword out of my car? Do you, how do you expect me to do that? How do you expect me to kill Roger? I expect you to help me, Matilda. I know he's old. I wouldn't ask you to do it yourself. You are gonna help me. Me and others. We will go. And we will get rid of him. The Society of Leopold gave us an inkling, an idea, insight into what it takes to take Roger down, even if it's temporarily. Was that your, your plan to, to frame it on the society once you're done? I will not need to do such a thing. He will be killed. Justice will be served. If the good people of Bristol think it was the Society of Leopold, well, I think it's all the better for you and me. Wouldn't you agree? Do you understand what you're asking me to do? I left the Camarilla for the Annex. I gave up a great deal to do that. And then you have me betray them. No, I'm not asking to betray your faction, Matilda. But think about how Roger treats the Anarchs. He's an elder. No one moves without his say-so. Even Christopher Hughes couldn't do anything without Roger's approval. Isn't that a bit too much like the Camarilla of other cities? Surely I have more freedom to act in my sect than most anarchs have in yours. Don't you think that the chief representative of the Anarchs should also be elected from his or her peers? Roger is the one that sits at every single accord. It is his voice, the one that needs to be heard in order for the Anarchs to be in the decisions, the decisions of the city. Last time I checked, your council of representatives had nine. Where are the voices of the other eight? Whether it is true necessarily to 
the Alec movement that Roger has as much power as he does is... You're right, it's not very clear-cut. But the fact of the matter is, Roger is the reason that the Annex have as much sway and as much power as they do. And to get rid of him, it puts the Annex in the back foot, and I'm sure you like that. So please save me the speech about democracy. I would recommend you have a conversation with Roger Smith, a friendly one. It will become apparent that the real reason the Anarchs have a foothold in this city is split into two. One, right now you have the numbers. The defection of the Bruya and the Gangrel hit us hard. And your rank soul with warriors. But also, it is Prince Nathaniel, the one who has been so involved in maintaining the peace that he has always been given the Anarchs the benefits that should be to my sect. Prince Nathaniel sits at the heart of what is happening. He too will die, but I will not ask you to help me on that. So this is okay. It's a change in the order of things, Matilda. Well, where will your place be at the end of the change? Whatever the Council of Primogens decides. Nathaniel was the one who used his... his madness and forced my sire into a frenzy in court. He has been behind all of this. He wanted William gone. So the primogens will decide how many of them are in your pocket. None. Unless you count Clarence of being a very thankful individual. I don't have enough boons to pull a vote like that. But the alternatives will be either myself or Alexander Walker. Do you really want the Anarcha to deal with the Regent Tremere of the Camarilla? At least I backed you up during your election and your campaign. But there is one important point here, Matilda. I am not asking. Fine. What's your plan? You will help me identify when and where will he be as his most vulnerable some member of the annex and a higher up 
you would have access to most information that I cannot get a hold of. Then I, I will, I will put a group together. You need to be aware that because of my faction and because my coterie are in the middle of an investigation, eyes are on us, eyes are on me. Yeah. Ask yourself whether you really want me in this. I do. Matilda, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. You are also my insurance. Because it's easier to say that you are a venture traitor of the Camarilla, which isn't a simple accusation to make and one that a lot of people in your faction will readily believe. So should you fail in aiding me with this, you will be made my scapegoat. Should you refuse, Cassiel would be paying a visit to you and everyone you care for. There is an alternative, though. What? I have renounced my child. But I'm not above offering protection to someone of the blood, a true Ventru. Think what you hold, dearest Matilda. Your precious anarch movement, or it's barren. Join me and come back to the Camarilla, or, or help me kill Raja Smith. I was sort of lock eyes with him for a short while, and then say, I need to think about it. Will you give me some time? You have two nights. I'll look to the guy who's in the chair. <laughs> How's he doing? Yeah, I, he's torpored. He's okay, not valid. in a good shape. Um, <clears throat> right. I'll just look back at Abbasi and just say, thank you for your hospitality, as always. And then just leave and as you leave you can hear the sharpening of the tools he was using slam the door Dermot you are still there after the end of that conversation uh, Rose has been taken by Hubert into a place where she can rest and you have a, a few moments to have a conversation sorry Sophie has been put into a place where she can rest and and Nathaniel and yourself will have a chance to have a chat. This is this is worrying. German, very worrying. Yeah. Sounds like there's some uh, history here. Yeah. We will, we will have to look for information of 
of what Sophie has given us, I, I believe Hubert can can more easily get a hold of the lore keeper and try to find uh, any precedents or any anything. When did all this happen before? Must have been the English Civil War. I don't really take much for English history and all, but uh, is that a while ago, right? 1600 and... Okay. Well, all the way to 47, uh, if you count uh, other skirmishes, but... Sophie, I believe it was in the 1640s where she was put into torpor. That I... trial that she mentioned is... Uh, that, that trial that I mentioned is from that time. I'd, I'd take round numbers. I'm not a stickler for details and all. One year's like another, really. But uh, still 400 years ago. Oh, Almost, I'm trying yeah. to hold a grudge. It's worse if that person has been holding a grudge and remaining active all of these years. Mm. They're bound to grow in power, especially if they've been jabberizing elders, no generation. Strongest of our blood. Well, she's clearly no friend of our, uh, the cam then. I wonder what is written in that lanyard, the, the names. Because it seems that there are names from all factions. Mm. So. Was it a trial that was just uh, the cam, or was it all the factions involved? It was the first trial for Diablerie that was done Under across all factions. Yes. Well, you saw all the big boys were there then? Yes. Uh, my predecessor, Prince William, was there. Uh, Roger Smith. Aye. And uh, Giacomo, the master of trade. Uh, the autarchies had just been recognized as an independent faction that would help arbitrate. And the accords were signed. That's why I remember it, because it was... Everything was very done very hastily and put into practice with that trial. Right. Well, I'm I'm just a bit worried about all the others now because they're all in this list too, and uh... yes, yeah, please. who knows who else? But uh, I should probably I should probably at least let them know and all. I would appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I will. I got a quick question about something else. I just. Speak. These um these individuals who uh from the Anarchs who uh attacked and killed some of our friends and clanmates. Yes. What do you think will happen to them? It will depend on their the circumstances. Sadly for what I heard from Matilda um this man Ragnar was not was not apologetic from what you said she told you well I hope you're able to deal with him directly I already sent word to Roger 
And um, good. And it seems that I have been, according to the, well, given the accords, I have the right of destruction over him. For his was was completely unjustified and premeditated. You think the I same know, would happen to any others? I know far less about the incident that around uh, the death of, of Oscar and Michaela. Uh, I believe it, they, if they died without provocation as well, or in a premeditated manner, a similar outcome is to be expected. Well, I hope that Ragnar gets the justice he deserves. I'd, uh... I'd like to be there, but I don't think, uh, don't think it's necessary, really. So, I have been given access to that area. I asked for permission to to traverse that domain decades ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not one for violence. I would not. I have. I have. I imagine I will ask the sheriff to deal with it. Um, I'd rather have justice than vengeance. Yes. That's why I decided not to do it myself. Um, and I want to to find out about Oscar and Michaela's death because they are, they're muddied. No two accounts say the same. It seems that things got violent, uh, but after a, a while, there was tension, so it could have been that someone lose, lost their temper or lost themselves to the beast. Yeah, I see. I, I um, thank you kindly. I'll um, if you need me, you know how to get a hold of me. But I best see to the others and let them know but, uh, what's going on. Thank you, Dermot. Uh, I will. I will keep uh, Sophie with us for some nights. Let's see how she evolves. If she, if she still believes this plague is still to come, which is, I mean, well, no one believed her back then, but things are different nowadays, isn't it? Oi. Maybe we can convince her to to stay with us for a while longer. So you, should you need to question her, uh, just let Hubert know. I, I'll, uh, maybe she'd appreciate some company sometime. I can introduce her to some of the, uh, the more modern music and all. I'm sure she'd love that. <laughs> One step at a time. I think she hasn't even encountered electric light. Yeah, yeah. I know you know there's uh, a ways to go there. But, uh, you know, it has me ways. Anyway, see you later. Thank you very much, Thurman. Good night. Now, in another part of town, Nangisil and Janish, they, you were at the, at the headquarters, no, sorry, the Children of Summer's house. 
I don't know about Nenzel, but uh, Janish was there because he'd seen the um, bloodthirsty brew your friend mm. for talk about revenge. Yes. That was the last scene that uh, Janish had. Yes. I can't remember where I was. What I remember is that I was under a compulsion. Oh, oh, compulsion. yeah. Yes. Um, but I can't remember if I was at the house or not. I think no, were, no. You were the Malkavians, weren't you? Briefly. Yes, yeah. but not not at this no. point. Yeah. No, you are. Uh, you actually. Sorry. Did I go off to eat, and that's why I've got the compulsion? Yes. No, you you got the. I think you got the compulsion from yeah from hunting. Um. And um, so you are in the domain, but not in the house. So. Janish, uh, you had mentioned that you had you wanted to put into place the plan to slowly erode and take over. You know what Father Michael has been working and destroy it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, what are your intentions to 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 set to set things into motion? So, um, what would be the first step? I suppose one of the steps is he's been gradually watching who goes in and out of the church, trying yes. to get a sense of who these people are. We know from some of the surveillance that's been done, obviously, some of these people are proper Second Inquisition, like dangerous folk, and other people are just people who go to church. Um, so, the I suppose the weaker, more vulnerable ones, uh, Yanish will be starting to look. Or opportunities in the future to begin to gradually try and indoctrinate them into a different faith on the on the sort of gentle down low. There is another part of his plan that he'll be wanting to do with the coterie, but um, I guess that I'll I'll do that as I as I get the shot to do it. Okay, cool. Uh, so anything you had planned for the evening? Yeah, um, he's gonna call Evelina. Okay, um, she shows up. Uh, she's been. A lot more diligent. She's been a lot more responsible, much much more involved. Uh, and you realize that it's her and and Zane working side by side, doing a lot of stuff together. They are they are on top of everything. Okay, right now. Ah, oh, Evelina. Yeah. Yes, Janish. You uh, you have been doing us all proud of late. Don't think I haven't noticed. Thanks. Hmm. Despite your busyness, there is something else I would ask of you. Anything. I I need you to find someone for me this evening. Someone to spend a little time away from the others. Someone. Someone who is vibrant. Someone who is feeling strong and uh, vigorous. Mm. Um, uh, Scratch had just finished uh, thatching the roof with William. Maybe him? Yes, yes, Scratch. Bring, bring Scratch. I will. Uh, I'll be in my rooms. I'll. I'll, I'll send for him. Yes. Uh, Thank right you. away. She goes. Not. Not ten minutes later, uh, there's a rasping knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, I'm in. Um, yeah, 
Mr. Janesh, hi. And you see him sort of scratching his chest. And, um, um, Evelina said you sent for me? Yes, yes, come in, come in, Scratch. I hear you have been uh, hard at work lately. You must take the weight off your feet. Sit down, make yourself comfortable. Thank you, thank you. And, and he basically plummets, like just falls into the chair. You see him, uh, he, he's very, very wiry. Uh, very thin, but he has he has a lot more color to him. Like he's being fed properly, he's been eating um, very well. He's been working um, mm. after his last rehab, uh, you know, visit at, at the rehab center. He has not relapsed, and uh, even if he's been try like even if he tried to fake it. With the amount of, of exertion that he has been doing, like constant work and, and everything, uh, it would have shown. So he 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 doesn't seem to have fallen off the wagon. Hey, Scratch, this work you have been doing seems to be sitting well with you. You seem in good spirits. Yes, yes. Also, I've been I've been lucky that I have been doing this with with the doc. You know, uh, I mean. Dr. William is such a lovely guy and he helps me lots, you know, he helps me. Um, and he explains to me what, what, what happened with the cravings and why my body wanted them, even if my mind didn't. And he, 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 he's very smart. He's a good yes, egg. He is a clever man and it is important to manage your cravings, Scratch. It's important to be in control of them and not yes. let them dominate you. I think that is a wise lesson. Now, yeah, you, I've, I understand, I've, I've, of course, that you have been yeah. working on the roof. Mm -hmm. Do you understand yes. there is a something beyond the material that you are working on? Do you understand it is not simply fixing a leak above our heads? Grace said something like that. She said that she said that everybody when when people refer to to, you know, having having a home people talk about having a roof over your head mm. it is that important so in some way i am i am making the, the the house better like the place where we all well that I, I i like calling home I, I i don't know if i got it right i mean grace you know how she can she can get a little talkative sometimes hmm. yeah i do know yes yes well you boss have experienced the work and you understand, as you have said, this is about completing the home, making it safe, making it safe for us all to rest here. But mm -hmm. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to remember what it felt like as you were putting those last tiles back into place, what it was like, not just the feel of the tile in your hand or the tools in your hands, of course there is that and there are the calluses and there is the sweat from the work. I want you to think about what it felt like inside. How did you feel about yourself? You were doing this work. So Janish will be gradually creeping closer to him as this is going on. He closes his eyes and then he starts saying how he felt a sense of achievement and how he he felt better. And then he stops talking as 
I imagine Janusz. So yeah, the, the last thing Janusz will say is something like, "Yes, hold that moment, hold it in your mind. Yes, that's good." And then he'll feed on him. How much are you slaking? How much? Uh, I'm slaking, slaking two from scratch. He can take it. Ooh, he can, he can. He's healthy now. And I'm going to take and my sweet time and enjoy myself in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> that is great. And you will end up with a uh, choleric resonance. That is the one that you were looking for. It was. Right? I was right? looking for something a bit peppy because I want to go out and do peppy things later or the next night. You're going to be you're going to be pumped. Uh, you're going to have a, a choleric resonance until you feed again or you reach hunger five. Thank you. Okay. Nanjasol has just finished having her her evening meal. Yeah. Um, anything that she had planned so I, for I, the immediate future? I think my the stuff that I'm doing generally is the um it's the kind of surveillance of the people who Janish and I have identified as Great. belonging to the the Father Michael's flock. And those are so those so so if there is nobody about for me to if if when I if if I'm looking over the place and there's nobody about for me to follow, then I'll probably make my way back to the house. Um, yeah, well what you're while you're there. Yeah. Uh, it starts getting late, so there's less and less people out and about. But you do get um a message from Lug. Okay, yeah. The message says, um, "You're you're needed at the trial. Sandy's bringing someone in, but he's not in town." Well, um, have I got time to get back into the center? Yes, yes. You you're in the church, so you're not I'll, far. I'll see if I can get Lug to go and come and pick me up. Yep, absolutely. And I'll make my way down there whilst cursing Sandy. <laughs> fucking have been making me do your shit all the time blah blah sires etc so charlie shrike has been traveling on land and on sea for a while now and um even though special preparations were made for him to feed during his voyage still you're at hunger too when you arrive to the city um you are you you just jump back into your your big box and are unloaded at the docks and are moved and moved again uh nan yes you arrive at the trial the landover trial and um your friend your contact just shows you you know back behind the bar and into the into the old into the old tunnels, yeah. When you get there, there is normal contact, someone delivering a box, making sure that you're getting it. Like, the person says, where's Sandy? He ain't coming, he sent me. Got a problem? Nah. Good. One less thing to deal with, doesn't it? Okay, well, tell Sandy I delivered. I'll tell him. No, no, tell tell him now. I cannot leave that box until you tell him now. All right, all right. I'll, uh, I'll take my phone out. And I'll mm -hmm. send Sandy a message that says, I'm here and I've got the delivery. 
I'll take a picture of the bloke standing next to the box and text it. Yeah, like, what, what, what are you doing? Well, you know, the basic stuff. Yes. It's like, delete that. And when he's in that conversation, his phone ring, uh, sorry, pings. He was like, delete that shit. Got my, I, you know, he, he gets the ping from Sandy. He's like, yeah, yeah, confirmed. I'll get my payment. Um, you heard that exchange, Charlie. Uh, the box is, is, is a, is a crate. Uh, looks like a crate for musical instruments. You know, the big ones where they put like a lot of stuff. So it's sort of like, well, considering that it also has like wheels to be able to be rolled. Uh, and of course, stickers saying fragile and stuff and electronics and the like. It's sort of like chest high and it's, it's big. It's big, very big. But so I can kind of like, like, I can lay down in it and yeah. read. Yeah, yeah. If I so, wiggle, does it roll on the wheels? Uh, yeah, it will, it will move a little bit because it's not braced to anything here in the tunnel. I'll give a little impatient wiggle. You see that from the box. So, so has the other guy left? Yes. Fine, left. okay. So I will, I'll, um, I'll start getting the lid off the box. Yeah, there's a lock, but you have the, 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 yeah. the code and everything. I mean, it can be open from the inside, but I'll, basic um, stuff. Immediately you recognize this is someone inside the box. But in the way Sandy does it and not the way you do it, no one's staked. And people tend to have like opulent boxes with like a lot of amenities or whatever. I'll be like, fucking Sandy did boxes. <laughs> okay. I'll, uh, so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll finish opening the box and uh, I'll take the, yeah, take the lid off. Do I, do I see Charlie as soon as I open the box? Yes, the moment you open the box, it's a big box, and it is, I mean, it has some cushions that he has sort of adapted, and he's like in a reading position. There is this, you know, there's little, you, you, you touch the lamp and it turns on and yeah. off. There's a couple on the sides, and he's there, sort of like sideways, with one of the, like over one of the lamps, with a book open. I'll say, um, Treasure Island. I'll say, I'll say, um... Well, you don't look fucking, fucking fragile. Looks like Sandy sent you first class. I'll step back. I'm assuming he's... I, I'm giving him space to get out. Um, Charlie will finish whatever line he's reading, and then he'll put his little bookmark in, which is a library card, and he'll close it. And then he'll kind of, like, unpeel himself from the side of the box and sit up. You know and he'll look I mean? at you. What? Do you need that hand out of the box? No, I'm fine. Alright. Alright, just ask him. You smell different. Uh, that's not a good opener conversation. Different eye. You smell like your sire, but... Well, mate, don't say that. I don't want to smell like Sandy. Well, I'm sorry to inform you that you do, but not as musty. Well, I'll, I'll take that as a win then, won't I? Um, Sandy ain't here. He sent me to, to come meet you. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say, but I gotta say, it was a last minute thing. I don't know who you are or where, you, where you're about. Uh, 
feel like I got to ask the library expecting you. If they're not, my price is going up. Yes. Yes, they are expecting me. Right, um, right. Who's the current postmaster of Bristol? What? Who takes care of the kindred mail? What? I, uh, raw mail? I mean, Nigel would know that Hubert sends postcards and moves like that. But oh, okay, it's up fine. to you if you if you I'll say, if you want to do that. Um, it's like the Herald, then I think that's Hubert, who, who probably you've got to see. But I can take you to him. But I better warn you about him because he's a bit of a weirdo. <clears throat> He'll probably ask a load of questions. Probably a load of them won't make any sense to you. Uh, and yeah. Or a strange experience. Do you need to go see him? Yes, that would be preferable. Are you hungry? Yes, very. Right. Uh, do you need to wait here while I go get you some up? Or do you need to go? I mean, it's probably not best you go straight to see you, but if you're hungry, is it? <clears throat> I think it's probably best that I do not feed in your domain. Ah, well, I can sort of help you with that because. Uh, you can feed where where we lives because we got our own domain. But it's I far feed away from where it is. There is going to be a very large mess and a lot of attention. Why? You plan on murdering people? Yes. Oh. Looks like you and I might get on. <laughs> say, uh, I'll say, alright, well, um, you're right, that's that's a bit of a touchy thing to do when you've just arrived, but it still seems like we best get you something to eat. Well, this is why I need to speak to the postmaster. I have to call in a boon so I can eat. Right, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, I tear that over there then. What was your name? Oh, my name's Nandazal. Or most huh. folks call me Nand. What's Nanj. your name? Charlie. Charlie? Good name. Mm. I'll, say, I'll say, um, I should tell you, Charlie. So I'll start walking back up the tunnel. I said, yeah. I should tell you, Charlie, this tunnel comes out behind the bar in a pub. Just so you're aware. So when we, when we get to the top, we have a lot of people around. And I can walk you over to the crypt where you'll meet Hubert. It's only, about, it's only about 10 minutes, not even that, actually, more like five minutes. I don't think I've been in a pub for maybe a hundred years or more. Last time I was in Bristol, I was a pirate. You were a pirate? Well, you might know this pub then. That's why he was reading Treasure Island. This is one of my favorites. This pub was in Treasure Island. Right at the beginning of the story, this is a pub. What the bloke's in, right at the outset, the kitty. What a delightful turn of events. Well, it seems like it's your neck of the woods, right? You used to be a pirate. This is a pirate pub. I mean, it's not a pirate pub anymore, but it was back in the day. Then what kind of a pub is it now? Mm, some people say it's a premier inn. That's <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> 
the non-British amongst you, a Premier Inn is just a, sort of like a chain of hotels and, and, and other amenities. So yeah. no, it's not Hold like you. anything like the Land Rover trial. Don't, don't try. Say, um, don't believe Nigel. I'll say, uh, I'll say, but there's many fewer pirates hanging around than what there used to be. Is Teach still here? Yeah, Teach is still here. He's a solid bloke. I was on one of his ships. Right, well, wait. Which one of his ships? This teacher's got some weird shit going on on his ships. I remember correctly the Queen Anne's Revenge. Boss, is that the ship I was on? Nope. Okay, fine. Good to good to know. I'll say, uh, I'll say, oh right, well, wait. Did he used to drag people along by chains in the water on that ship too? You mean keel hauling? Uh, I know pirates. So if that's what they call it, then yeah. <laughs> it's when you um, you tie a rope to a man's ankles in his hands and yeah, you yeah, yeah, drag him under the ship like you're flossing teeth. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> teach, uh, teach's got a bit of a thing for that. It's very funny. You can see how many times. A man could survive that. Mortal men. Not very many, not so but much, kindred. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Does Teach like you? If he doesn't, I work for him and I'm going to get in the neck, and I? I think we left on good terms. Alright, that's alright then. Alright then. Because it'd be just like Sandy to drop me in the shit, is all I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't know Sandy well, but he does not smell right, so I believe you. Well, you're right, he doesn't smell right. Uh, I'll say, um, I'll say, well, maybe we should get you over to Uber, get you something to eat. Now, what, what are you doing here anyways? I mean, um, in Bristol. Well, I suppose I sh shouldn't tell you, because I, I'm not aware of who you belong to. Oh, right, yeah, I suppose. Well... I belong to the Autarchus. Work for Teach. Otherwise than that, part of, oh god, it's a long set of words, a multi-faction something inter-faction coterie. Anyway, it's all the factions will got represented in the coterie. We, we sort of investigate things, that sort of thing. But we got our own domain, so otherwise than Teach, domain is where it's at. And all of your coterie members, they're still alive. You haven't killed them yet. No, not yet. Why? You have you... much more patience than I would. Well, one of them's alright. No, two. No, actually, they're all alright. Yeah. Which clans? That's very important. Well, Dermot's a Malkavian, so, you know, you get what you, you get what, what's advertised with him. Um, and, uh, Matilda's adventure with Anarch, which is sort of funny in and of itself, right? Um, Doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it don't make no sense, but also, she's not that much of an Anarch. Uh, she oh. was standing for elections, if you can believe it. Um, but you know what the Anarchs are like, you know, always claiming they've got something to say mm. when they ain't got much to say, as it is. And then, uh, and then there's Janusz. He's Clan Chimitsa. Skinwalker. You what? 
you, your coterie has a skinwalker. Uh, I've, I mean, ever since I've known him, he's had the same skin. Well, how do you know that's the one he had when he was born? What do you mean? Skinwalkers, they can take their skin off and put on others. What? What, you reckon? You, he could be someone else, you reckon? Yes, that's what that clan does. Well, that's interesting. He's attached to the library. And, and, he's who I live with. Not in a weird way, you, mind you. We just live in the same house. Yeah. You live with a skinwalker. Well, I didn't know he was a skinwalker until you just told me, did I? I might have made a different choice if you just showed up earlier. But as it is, as it is, yeah, she's got a lot of people that live with him. And that is because, that is because, he's got a special connection to the gods. Why well, lives with him at all. So you're telling me you live with a skinwalker who talks to the gods, who lives with other skinwalkers. Oh no, no, he lives with people, not skinwalkers. Ordinary people. Well, I fear for those people. Skinwalkers are not very pleasant creatures. Well, well, you you needn't fear for them, because he looks after them good and proper. He's got standards. Uh, cares a lot about the people under his protection, and his domain is his domain alone, right? It's not part of Bristol. He can do what he likes in it. It's all deeply troubling. And I'm in the ministry, which you probably know, right? Because you know Sandy. Yes. Yeah. I do have to say, you don't smell like a snake. But neither no, does no, he. well, I didn't spend a lot of time in a snake church. That's very smart of you. I know. I think so. But don't tell Reuben, because he gets a bee in his bonnet about her. He'll get his hair off. I don't know a Reuben, but I don't well, plan on you know making his acquaintance. We'll try and keep you away from Reuben. He's a bit of a twat. Um, <clears throat> well, well so. I told you about my coat ring, so we sling our up to uh, Hubert. Yes, I feel like we can trust each other now. Me too. Though I am a little worried about your skinwalker you have in your house. Honestly, mate, he's alright. I think I for a long time and he's never done nothing to hurt me. Or Not changed his skin in front of me. Well, they wouldn't do it in front of you. Well, I'm going to ask him about it next time when I see him. Hmm. Wait. Charlie, what clan do you owe from? Rhea. That makes a lot of sense. So you're good in a fight then? I suppose you could say that. Well, I keep that in mind. Could it end in that? Right. Let's get off then. You walk all the way through the tunnel, you end up in the Land Rover Trial. And uh, after a little bit of amazement, after you walk out the door and you turn around and you, you take in the old inn um, you're taken to the the church in the wall um, the conversation with Hubert is not as strange as advertised by Nanjasel but still nonetheless he did have some very interesting insights about shapeshifters and the threat that they pose 
And he wanted to know if you knew or had seen any of them in your lifetime or death time. Also, he will welcome you, you know, greet you and welcome you back into the city. He did find the, the records uh, of that show that you were a citizen of Bristol. So it's basically you coming back. The motive of your visit is very apparent. The moment you tell it to him, he just updates the records. <clears throat> and he says that um, while uh, others are notified, do you have any person, any domain or that you are have been invited to stay at during your stay or should that or is the library in charge of looking for a place for you to remain until you do so am i, am I there carlos because i can because i'll mm -hmm. answer if i'm there uh yeah you you will be around i'll say um say well he can stay with us while he sorts himself out mm -hmm. and it's a very generous offer but given who you live with, I would prefer oh, no, to no, sleep no. somewhere you, else. You, you ain't got to live there. We've got another place where you can live at. Our record. Stuart confirms that uh, Janish's domain is not something that they can use as Janish library place. territory, but the, the rest of the domain is considered neutral grounds. Uh, effectively under the care. Yeah. If I invite you to Janish's, I see he lose his mind. So you ain't got to worry about that. He's the only person who invites people round. Funny about it. Yeah, no lockers. But the HQ, that's all right, I reckon. Put you up in there. And then that means you can eat, right? <clears throat> Don't go murderizing people around, though, because that'll just give us a lot of work. I think uh, Charlie will look at Hubert and go, Um, there was a dunzer here last time I was in Bristol. His name was Zachariah. Could you contact him? Yeah, yeah, he starts going through the records as you, as you say it, and, and taking notes. Please inform him that I will be calling in my boon, and that I am very hungry, and expect delivery to wherever you house me. Mm, yes, he can see the records. I can see we have a Zachariah Dunstern here. He's not currently residing in Bristol, but he has he still does business here and he has left um uh contact information for me to alert him of the boon being um uh, cashed in. <clears throat> and he of course Hubert does the the check of the boons that have been in and out. You confirm that the boon Sandy owed you has been paid. So he updates his records accordingly. Um, and then you are you are free to go. Cool. So right. I would assume. Sorry. We'll we'll go back to the HQ then, I guess. Yes. So okay. yes. I'll say as we're traveling, or as we're getting leaving. Well, because I'm I'm assuming that I'll get log to drive us. Yeah. And I'll say I need to uh, just get hold of Derma and the other people so they know you're coming. So I'm just going to sling them a text. That's all right with you. Um, sure. And when you're texting, Charlie will be watching you in, like, confused shock and awe. I'll, uh, I'll send the message to everyone but Janusz. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, Charlie has a look 
similar to the look Janos used to give you when you were like, oh, I just talked to them and you are with your phone in your hands and he would look oh. at what you're doing, not quite understanding. I'll say, don't worry. It's just, just more strange. It's a way to chat to them so they, they know what we're coming. Okay. So I would assume, like Matilda just went back to HQ after after her conversation, lovely conversation with Obasi and uh, Dermot, uh, I would assume also would have gone back to the to the HQ after after the Malkavian uh, sort of little conclave that you had. Yeah, I'm due to pick up some boxes at some point. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I shipped out, or rather, accidentally shipped to Derma. <laughs> give me, give me boxes. Yeah, you you can pick them up at the end of the evening, so it's not going to be like a massive issue. Uh, my intention um, will be to, to go myself or get log to go and tell Janusz that it's happened after we've got back. Okay, sure thing. Um, so you receive the messages. Uh, Janusz is the last one to get the message because it's it's a verbal message from Lug after he has dropped Charlie and Nanjasel. Um, but he he offers to to drive you. To the HQ, which would be a lot shorter than than a walk. Uh, yeah, Yanish will take him up on the offer. Okay. So I would assume the first person to show up in the in the HQ would have been uh, Dermot, uh, and then Matilda would be arriving literally as the others arrive. So I will, uh, I'll make some introductions, I'll come in and direct Charlie inside, I'll say, um, all right, all right, Dermot, all right, Matty, this here's Charlie, been traveling a long time to get here. Didn't say he was such a big fella. Well. It's nice to meet you, Charlie. You're the Malkavian. Don't see no about you all. Never met a Malkavian before. I've never. No. Are you first? Oh, that's kind of you. I tried to, you know, make a good impression and all. He sniffs you. Or at least the air around you. I can't quite place the smell. I think that's the marijuana. It <laughs> 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 makes sense. Some of the colonizers I've met before, they always were fond of the peace pipe. You, uh, where are you from? If you don't mind me asking. Um, Algonquin territory outside Lake Erie in Canada. All right. A long, long trip? Yes, I was in a box for several months. They told oh, you. It's how the best people travel. Yeah. Nange loves boxes. Mm. Hey. Great hey, connoisseur. You, right? yeah. Well, you you're welcome here, child. 
You must be the backwards Ventrue. Yeah, I've never heard that one before, but yes. <laughs> I don't know whether to commend you or question you. Could do both. Being an anarch is a very hard road to walk. Mm. Yeah, it is. Are you? Well, I mean, do you have a faction? Yes. I Oh, it was a long time ago I was an Anarch. Oh. I'm sure the funny man in the church will tell you I'm an Anarch now as well. There's a it funny man in the church. All yeah. the men in the church are funny. Yes, he, oh, right. he made the noises and the screen lit up. And he talked to me about skinwalkers. Oh, she sure. she means, sorry, he means Hubert. You bet. Down, down in the crypt. We, yeah, we for just a second came I thought there. maybe he was making a joke about Jesus or something. Not very fond of that concept. So can we dial back to skinwalkers? What? Yes, yes. Nange lives with one. Or so Charlie says, but I ain't never seen it. So I thought we'd just ask Janish when he gets here. Hmm. Where I come from, there are creatures that can take their skins off and put on others. It's a very, very hard um, trick to do. And traditionally, it is said that you have to kill a member of your own family to become one. Well, right. I've never seen Yannis do anything like that. So. Do they also keep, like, pet spirits and all? Hmm. Can yes. their pets change their form as well? Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. We're not having this conversation now. He's not even here. He can't speak nothing for himself. I... If you all want to talk about it, you can talk about it when he gets here and not before then. And oh. as if he had been summoned, Jana shows up <laughs> from the door. Part of skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janish walked the walking stick, right? Yes. With a okay, cane, yeah, he has a limp. Um, Charlie will clock him and then look back to the group and say, Some sent skinwalkers when they are in a different form than the one they were born in will have three legs instead of four. It's to prove that they are not in their, um, their most honest form. And there's proof he is a skinwalker. I am. Um... Yeah, this is Charlie. He reckons you're a skinwalker. But I don't even know what I mean. Janish uh, would have heard the yeah. term used yeah. by... Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Okay. So it is, I suppose, a little bit similar to the way you might be referred to as a snake by those without manners. Oh. I think we're all just getting to know one another. There's no need to, like, uh, you know... I think we're just, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it means no offense to Charlie. Honesty, this is the first time I've talked to my own kind in about a hundred years, so forgive me if I am not, um, fully aware of all of the etiquette. I understand you are 
a guest here. Is that correct? Nanjazel's guest. Well, well, Hubert said uh, Charlie's a citizen. So, uh, so sort of and sort of not. I don't quite know how that works, but it is the case that Sandy organised for Charlie to come in here. Then he had me go down and meet with Charlie, and then Charlie didn't have nowhere to stay. Or not nowhere sensible, so I said he could stay here at the HQ while he sorted himself out. That is most generous of you. But he seems like a top bloke. And Charlie, he understands the need to travel in boxing. When was the last time you were in Bristol? If you're a citizen. Well, the first time I was here I was a slave. And then the second time I was here I was a pirate. So it's been a very long time. It's mm. made with teach. Ah. Hmm. And what brings you here now? Well, I suppose I could tell you now, and maybe you can help me sort some things out. Um. My son has been murdered, and I am looking for my grandson. Who's your grandson? Matilda, you... Uh, sorry, yeah. it's gone. I believe his name is Mitchell. He is a Bruya. My son was Scott. No, I, I know you're the grandson. And, and now you are making the math, Matilda. Yeah. This Charlie, if he is Mitchell's grandsire, this is Charlie Shrike, the the legend that, together with the Kraken Squid's grandchild, were part of Teach's pirate crew, like rock stars yeah. of the pirate era of the Anarchs. Yeah. This here is yeah. someone who was an Anarch icon, sort of like a little myth, you know, a little legend. Of course, now you realize that kind of it's kind of an old brouillard that really is not super into the anarchy it probably was a lot into the pirate mm. but yes this is charlie shrike so i'm gonna slowly limp my way up to charlie um, and unless you know charlie does something like rip my arm off or anything i'm gonna put my hand on charlie's arm and say i am sorry your loss it is a difficult thing to lose family oh. Release him in. I um, I come from the tradition that your sons and daughters are direct parts of you, and losing one of them is like losing a limb. Mm. But that also means I'm here to make things right, because someone has made a direct threat against me and my kind. And I will not stand for that. Right. Well, your your grandson was, um, Mitchell was torn up about Scott's death. He was distraught. Um, and he's, I don't know where he is right now, but I'm sure he'd love to see you. Yes, that would be good. You said that, um, hmm. One of my, one of my dear friends 
was a Nosferatu named Kraken. Does he have any children in the city? He does. Um, his child's not in a good way. It was, um, there was an attack. So, oh, Roger, oh, is that Roger? No, no, uh, Squid is uh, Kraken's grandchild. <clears throat> not sorry, the, grandchild, not yeah. the child. Sorry, yeah, Kraken's grandchild. Um, he's, I can tell you where he is, but he's, um, he was damaged quite badly. He's in Torpor at the moment. Was he a victim of the attacks on the, um, the vote that you had? Nicknames. No, he was, um, it was Annie. They were Annie. Annie! Wasn't it? Right, yeah. Uh, it was a fire. Fire. It's a good point, actually. I should probably, um, uh, Update you guys on some stuff regarding that, by the way. Um, there's some good news and there's some bad news. Uh, but I don't want to interrupt, obviously, uh, Charlie and uh, the whole situation there. It seems to me like it's linked up, though, right? Because Annie's responsible for what's happened to Squid. That means Charlie might want in on sorting Annie out, right? Uh, and also I know, her but, uh, child. This is, this is business that, obviously, we as a courtry are looking at and all. Hmm. If I'm imposing, I can go. Well, I do not think you are imposing. In fact, I believe that the vengeance that has brought you here ties most directly to work we are doing, an enemy of the city that we are hunting. I believe it is no accident that Nandazar brought you here. Well, it worked because I offered. Yes. You're saying that uh, your son dying has something to do with Annie? Annie was murdering kindred in the city for... I know that, yes. Well, one of those victims was Charlie's child. Oh, right. Sorry, I missed that bit. What clan is she? From here. She Everyone makes uh, that face when you say that. Hmm. Turns out, uh, well, if that is the case, I mean, I, I ain't got no problem with uh, you being here, Charlie. If you got skin in the game and all. Um. Turns out Annie's not Annie. This um, uh, the Malkavians been having a bit of a conversation, and it turns out uh, one of them knows a little bit more about uh, Annie than. Uh, that's shed a light on her true identity and all. So, um, turns out her name's is Rose. Uh, she was, um, part of a bit of fracas a while back and, uh, she faked her own death, so most people thought she was dead and, but it turns out she's not so dead. Actually quite alive. But that was back at the English Civil War, don't you know? Oh, so she's old then? Like we suspected. I think uh, 1647 or something like that. Do you know her, Charlie? Well, I was... I was here... Oh, in 1774, briefly, to, um... help Kraken reclaim something that was stolen from him. And there was a Tremere who had a hand in it, I believe. Her to be Tremere. 
She slithered out from under us, though. Well, apparently there was a whole trial because there was three of them doing some uh, diablery and all. They got uh, they got kind of yeah done in for it. The other but, two uh, did, but she didn't. Well, no, I think I think the details a bit foggy. It's uh, basic, like uh, she she was strung up for it, but somehow she survived. Not quite certain how. But, uh, anyway, Sophie, who's the Malkavian that we've uh, just kind of roused from a deep slumber, who's had a bit of insight into this thing, her being a prophet and all, seems to uh suggested that maybe, you know, Rose has got a bit of a list that she's crossing off. And the good news, the good news is that all of us are on that list now. Oh, well... That's fucking peachy, isn't it? Good news. I'm not yeah. sure I follow, Dermot. We, we're well, all... You see, the bad news is that she's some fucking old Tremere who's like yes, badass yes. and unpleasant and all. Yes, yes, I Which sounds that. like she's going to be a pain in the ass to hunt down and for us to like kick her ass. Wait, wait, if she wants to kill us, surely we just got to wait around. She's going to rock up and try and do she's it. She's going to, yeah. Exactly, she's that's up. the good news, you see. She'll just come right to us. Ah, oh, I see. Bad news is I she's see. super I, old and powerful. I assumed you were making some sort of joke, but no, there is some joke. joke. And my son was on the list as well. Yeah, and he yeah, so passed away. From our own experience of this, I mean, we just seem to be incidentally involved in kind of upsetting her. So it seems she just puts people on the list when they upset her now. But she's been holding on to grudges for like four or five hundred years, it seems. So... And she's been kind of holding off on getting to them, so she seems like one of those people but that why? if you get on the list, you should try and take you down. And now she's crossing people off the list, and maybe he just offended her at some point. I don't know what exactly. Like, why am I on this list? Sorry. What? Why has Rose put me on this list? What have I done to her? I think maybe you just rude to her or something. I mean, Carl went on the list, but then apparently she's crossed Carl him off the list. list. She's removed. She's, he's the only person that... Yeah, he's, he's off, off the list. Because well, he, on the list I he was nice to her. Yes, yes. You, you took her phone away and you wisely saw through her deceptions exactly. from the first time yeah. you met. Yeah, yeah, I swear, Nange, you were on the list and then underlined a couple of times. <laughs> well, enough, so I think it? she's gone in for you. Well, she should be. Hmm. It was, you know, but it, it seems. I swear, to there me. was like maybe there was like a box around your name too. Mm. That means she's gonna come for me first, then. Well, it, it seems this is an opportune time for us to try and deal with her, given that we have been offered assistance by other kindred in the city, and Charlie is here seeking revenge. Surely, oh, this is a time was... to to get that and revenge. I... In all honesty, I. Would have preferred not to be back in Bristol under any circumstances, for I am very old, and all of this is very tiring for me. But it seems that there has been some fate that has shined upon us, because I am also very old and very strong. Hmm. Well, if you want to, I'll take you out on the town and uh, show you a good time. Maybe it'll perk you up a bit. 
Mate, maybe you Please can hold don't. those terror arms off. <laughs> Nanj walked me through a pub earlier, and it was very concerning. I know, just people sat around drinking all the time. It's quite boring. Yeah, you want to come to a club? Much no. more exciting. Dermot, no. no, maybe, maybe. No. The noise alone. I do not even really like vehicles. That's why I came here in a box. It was quieter. I could read. Do we have some way to draw her out or find her? Well, put out the word that Charlie Shrike is in town looking to see who murdered his son. Was Charlie on the list? Must have made it didn't cross my mind. You don't know the content that you don't know the contents of the list. Uh, you would need to to contact Sophie. Uh, it's, or ask what? for Hubert or mm-hmm. I, c- I can have a check if you're really concerned about Nathaniel it. Charlie. To to write well, down whatever she tells you of the list, whatever the list, she tells them. If Troy's on the list we can use him to draw her out, right? She <clears> ain't gonna think get she's going for like, Yeah, she goes for the big the big guns and the elders and stuff before she goes for like so she'll be waiting for decades before mm. she comes for us. If she does seem quite measured. Yeah, Dermot, if you can see that list, that would be very useful for anybody on it would be likely interested in helping her. If they're within the city. If they if know honest, some anybody in the cam would be up for helping you because uh, you know she's a traitorous bitch. Mm. But you know, it might be a good idea. It might be a good idea to transcribe such a list and then post it somewhere where everyone could see. She did seem to. I mean, I remember when talking to Sophie and all that. Uh, there was something about her having a a real revenge complex about them killing her, her love. So maybe if we could get Caleb, you know, find him. But I suppose he'd be with her, which kind of defeats. And even I don't know. He, even yeah. if he weren't with her, Cassie's going to lose his shit, and if he starts going on about Caleb. Well, if we get Caleb, it might draw her out, or he might know where she is or what her plans are. Right. I don't think Abassi will mind too much about Caleb. Oh, really? Why not? That's his child, isn't it? It's complicated. I think he's cut that one because it got him loose a little bit. Yeah, he's he's got all ties there. Ooh. Didn't really give a shit about it anymore. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And who so was who was her love? A bloke called Caleb. Oh no, no, that's the current one. There was one way back. Oh. I'm really bad with names. Was he a Nosferatu? I'm gonna ask Carlos here. <laughs> uh, so you heard a name, uh, probably Arthur. Arthur. Um, but. You don't you don't know if he was a mortal, if he was kindred, what clan he was, if that was even his real name. You would have to check that list. Some, uh, Did he build boats? I do not know. He possibly could have. I could probably find out for you. Sounds like a very honest profession. Mm. When I was here with Kraken, there was a a Tremere witch who stole his sire's boat. The last one he made. And she claimed to love him. 
Mm. But uh, that was his downfall, I suppose. And that is when she slithered out from under us and escaped. Wait, we managed wait. to get out. Is that where, if that's her, that's where she is then? On the boat? Probably. No, no, the Midnight Rose is on the bottom of the ocean. Well, she could still be there, right? I would be... I'd be very surprised if she managed to stay on the boat that long while we were sailing it. But it may be that she is taking advantage of the water. Right. If she is familiar with boats and yeah, their use. Seems a bit off stealing somebody's boat. And then we could get the mariners to search for time. Hmm. I feel like that may be a fool's errand. Oh, yeah? The well, Midnight Rose went uh, out a long, long time ago. And if you search it now, I'm sure the ghost of Kraken will have your head for it. Well, ghosts ain't all bad. No. Some of them are pretty good. I don't believe them. Just, uh, Kraken with a sight to see. I mean, could we use, like, uh, the, 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 the record store? I mean... Presumably, if they're traveling around, we might be able to like search around and spot them on the cams and all. Or maybe, I mean, they've got a, I got a few friends who make IDs and the like, so maybe, maybe they've uh, been trying to get new uh, faces made for themselves and uh, trying to hide. Well, you do have footage of uh, of Annie, even though it's half covered, but you do have her uh, from when you saw her. Uh, in the in the security feed, I I, I can have some uh, checking around with some of me my, my, my mates and all, and see whether or not there's anybody uh, making a move around or trying to to sort out a new identity and all. Mm. Hmm. I have something that might be of assistance. And he'll kind of like pat himself down, and then scrounge around in his bag, and he'll pull out a compass that has like a a rose motif around it. And he'll pop it open and he'll say, um, this was Kraken's and he gave it to me, um, to give to his childer. But, um, it's a very curious piece. It never points north. And I think perhaps maybe like his sire, it has also been bewitched. You Thanks. think this might aid us in finding Rose? Well, it points somewhere. Perhaps it points to her. Do you think it will need someone of his blood to use it? Um, maybe. Is Before he died, to... he did instruct me that this had to go to the youngest of his line. And that would be Squid. Who is in a shit right now. What what kind mm. of injuries does Squid have? Did you say he was in torpor? He has burns on his face and on his body. He's currently in an ice bath for mm. however long. Did you manage um, to get a talk to the Tremere about him? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's that, gonna, the region's going to take a look at him. If it, is <laughs> that, if, it is, if it is that, and you're right, with the best will in the world, we don't need Squid, we just need his blood, and that will tell us where she is. We don't know that we even need... Blood or his well, blood if, to use it. It might just be it, that it belongs to him, but anyone else can use it. I made we, it a fine kraken, and it's going to be runoff blood, isn't it? That's what the trimmer, that's how the trimmer work. Possible, like, 
It's old technology, though. I rely on my uh, computers and servers and all. I mean, the Regent is going to go. Um, is it the Regent of the Tremere? Yeah, Regent and Oscar, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to go and see him. We could drop it off at his and see if he can... No, no, no. The Tremere. Well. The Tremere, they should not have their dirty hands on this relic that is an heirloom for a I family. Know. Come on, Janish. Yeah, they're the best people to look at anything like this. They're, they're like uh, all bookways and stuff. I disagree, Dermot. The issue here is not of study of blood. It is of restoring someone who has been brought low by the Tremere. Yeah. Someone whose inheritance sits with Charlie. Now, you may recall, Matilda, that when there was the attack by the society and Andazal, um, I was struck with fire. You may recall, Nandazal, that those injuries were severe, but they were eased. Right. Eased by the earth, by the gods. Now, if, if we were to make sufficient offerings and bring this squid to holy ground, it might be we could ease his injuries, restore him such that he might be able to use this compass. Just like you do. Yeah. Oh, seems like a pretty good idea to me. I, um, I'm not a, a medicine man, but I've seen many practices. If, um, if this is to work, we are going to need something of substance to sacrifice. Yes, Charlie, yes, of course. I was thinking the same myself. I don't want to be the party pooper yet again. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about this, Matilda? I I don't know, because Squid has ever shown any interest, any proclivity towards your faith. I mean, it might work for you and for Nange, but... I don't... No, Matilda, you misunderstand. It's not about faith, it's about what you're offering. Yes, it is about making the correct offerings to the gods. And, and you was there, May, and you saw what happened to him. In different circumstances, he would have been dead and he was fine. Squid don't have to believe in this, we just have to make the appropriate offerings in the appropriate way at the appropriate time. Belief does not matter when something exists. Right. Belief matters a great deal. Well, that, I, that what I mean, said. it's yeah. easy to just, like, spend other people's lives to get what you want, I suppose, isn't it? You know, if you're just willing to sign on the dotted line. I, what I, if the gods don't want, What if the gods don't think that the sacrifice is enough? Or what if they don't think that squid is worth enough? I mean, then they will do not, you have any guarantee? They will not grant their blessing. But you'd be no worse off. He's been in an ice bath ever since this happened. No one else has got a clue about it, have they? Besides... If he's as badly off as you say, chances are, Dermot, faith or no faith, somebody's going to have to die to restore him. Can't you just let the Tremere have a look at it and see if they can fix the damn thing before you start talking about sacrificing people? I'm not not saying people. We're not talking about sacrificing people. We are talking about an offering. An offering of sufficient merit to get the gods' favour. You don't have to be a person. Sufficient merit, though. 
going to suggest a bear or an elk. I'm all out the bears right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go down to the zoo, I guess. Um, well, you I... are asking, you will be asking the gods to restore life. Well, Yanish has a whole lot of dogs, I suppose. Not his dog. No, you misunderstand. It will not be a simply a case of sacrificing an animal. It will be a case of giving the gods something in balance for what you are asking from them. So if you wish him to be restored, if you wish his life be restored, a dedication of of someone else's time, some of their life, to the gods. And if it was given truly, the devotion offered fairly, then perhaps that would be enough. A bit like, I don't know, putting someone in torpor. Not like that. I can't make this decision for Squid. I'm not his keeper. Squid does not need to make the decision. Someone just needs to make that offering on his behalf. It could be you, if you wish. Or if there is someone else who loves him enough, it could be them. It could be anyone. Providing they are willing. Yeah. Maybe one of us could do it. I have already given my life. But I could do it. <laughs> no, no, no. I have lived a very long time. Far longer than I should have by now. And I am the closest to Squid and his lineage. Kraken was a great friend of mine. If I make this sacrifice, if I torpor myself in exchange... No, no, I'm not saying you must torpor yourself. I'm saying you must offer some of your life in service to the gods. Give them some of your life such that they might restore some of his. It's like community service, I think is what he's saying. You know, it is. but to the gods. It is working for their glory. I spent some time doing that in Canada Mm. when there were settlers. I've shed a lot of blood for my gods. As as have we. Seems like we're more alike than not, Charlie. I think the gods will listen to you, Charlie. For as you say, you already speak their language. Though it is different gods, there are many old gods. And you will be recognized, I'm sure. Okay, before we put any of this in motion, though, Squid has a partner. Squid has Audrey. We need to tell them. It, Why? We can't just... You ain't got yeah, be because here. we can't just abduct I think Alice froze for everybody. She's, she's, oh, she's frozen. Let's abduct him. <laughs> now that she cannot do it, say anything. Well, uh, <laughs> so what we can do uh, to sort out also this technical problem, also to take a, take a moment and have our break. Uh, and we will come back and retake this conversation because I'm loving it. I am. I'm in stitches. People in chat are in stitches. Um, so first and foremost, again, huge shout out and a thank you to Cedar for being our lovely guest tonight, uh, reprising the role of Charlie Shrike, sorely missed. People in chat are also loving the, all the hearkening from, you know, previous sessions. 
announcement. Someone is uh, very happy that the name of Zachariah, Zachariah Dunstern was mentioned. Um, I'm not going to say who they are, but I mean, not a lot of people would be super happy of Zachariah being around. Um, <laughs> again, <laughs> I will remind <laughs> all of our viewers and listeners that today is Peter Appreciation Week as our designated tech uh, for the for the end of the of the chronicle. So thank you, thank you very much. Uh, huge shout outs to uh, Mitch and uh, Phil. Phil wielding his sword, moderator <laughs> sword, in in the in the chat. Uh, anyone has any shout outs? Yeah, I've yes, Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Alice. So uh, I want to uh, give a shout out Whoop. and say a big um, thank you to Peter Taylor, who is our newest supporter on Patreon. So thank you very much for your support. I hope you're enjoying the show. Alice, do you have any shout outs uh, to maybe your internet service provider or <laughs> something like that? Sorry. <laughs> You were frozen there for a while in a very passionate, like, like yeah. in the middle of a sentence. So it was good. We're gonna, people. we're gonna retake it where we that conversation where we left it. Uh, it is a quarter to nine, so we're gonna have a fifteen-minute break, and then we will be back at nine p.m. UK time with more Blood on the Severn, episode five of season three. <gasps> We have four and a half episodes left, everybody. It's getting, it's, it's, it's going down. So, see you in 15 minutes. Hello and welcome back for part two of this season three, episode five of Blood on the Severn. And before we had uh, one of our internet service providers <laughs> messing with us, the, 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 the gremlins uh, and the ghosts of the internet, uh, Matilda was advocating very strongly that Squid might be in Torpor, but he has a partner, a keeper, Audrey. Someone that should be contacted. So let's jump back, right back into the that scene uh, with, with Matilda making her point. Squid has Audrey. We need to talk to her about this before anything else happens. Boy, is she a keeper? Absolutely. What? We can't just, we can't just rob her from the she, the, she doesn't own him, does she? We're not robbing no, him. No, 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 but she's, I mean, she would know what he would want. If. How would she? she anyone else. Because she's a partner. Believe Sorry. me. Sorry. No, no, Giselle, go on, go on. Just, I was just going to say, I have plenty of partners. They don't all know what I'm fucking thinking, that's all. Yeah. If, if this. I don't think anybody knows what you're thinking, Nanj. If this Audrey is looking after him and you wish to speak to her, do as you will. But I would say this. You seem very comfortable for the Tremere to go and look at him. You do know what that means, don't you? Enlighten me. Well, they're not just simply going to glance at him. They are going to take his blood. And then they are going to have his blood. And that is something you do not want if you are his friend. Yet you seem very reticent to allow me to try and help him. I mean, they're trying to help. They're as much as anybody else wants to see this uh, dealt with, you know, because uh, Rose is clearly one of their kind, so, you know, needs to be sorted out. The only thing the Tremere want to help always is themselves. Mm, right. Yes, Whether Charlie they cloak knows. them in kindness is up to them. 
I mean, I've, I'm just saying, I've met a few nice Tremere. Maybe I'm in the uh, minority there, but uh, I mean, there's some shits, but we're all, there's just some shits in all of our. Well, you know. that I'd have to concede. If the Tremere wish to help fight Rose, so be it. I'm merely saying, Matilda, that you seem very comfortable with accepting the Tremere's help for your friend. But I warn you, they will get more from your friend than you want them to have. Of course, they could just be covering their tracks, couldn't they? They really got their say-so that they weren't in on this. Nunch. What? Come on. Do you know how many times? Do you know how many times I lived here, someone said to me, come on, like I was talking shit and I turned out to be right? How many fucking times? It is a lot of times. It's Even I must time. admit that now. You say you must speak to this Audrey. So, if that is the case, then do what you must do. But I am offering to try and help your friend, and Charlie is offering to try and help your friend. I think she froze again. The I internet, however, is not offering to help at all. That's <laughs> so why I've never trusted it. Abandons so, you at a critical time. Apologies for the for the mess it up of the overlay. Uh, we had uh, Alice encountering uh, some some problems, some, some technical difficulties uh, related to her to her connectivity. So, if you give us a few minutes, we are going to send you into the beautiful back soon screen to transition uh make sure people in the chat are if someone jumps in at this point let them know that we will be as soon uh, back as soon as possible once this issue is sorted so hello and welcome back and uh apologies for the technical difficulties uh we have alice with us uh, internet has been a little bit glitchy uh so this conversation has taken many many different twists and turns and uh Janice has been putting into Alice's, you know, at the forefront of her thoughts, the fact that the help of the Tremere might not be the help she's thinking. Or at least that it's not going to be as helpful or without a price as she thinks, unlike what Janice is offering. But again, it was left to her to talk to Audrey and come up with a solution. So I don't know if that would be like the end of sort of like that conversation. That's pretty much it, yeah. Because also it, it's later in the evening and, um, and some people need to go to bed before the sun comes up, especially those who burn if they don't do. Need to something. eat before the sun comes up. Sorry? If my delivery has arrived. If my takeaway is here, I'd like to eat. <laughs> Your delivery will not arrive tonight. Because oh, it's difficult to procure that like same night delivery of such a specific meal. I thought Zachariah was better than that. I'm disappointed. He's no he, but the thing is that he's not around in Bristol. That's the thing. So he, he has to make the arrangements. So uh, unless anyone has anything else to do tonight, I'll go to Dermot.
because he does have something to do. So, but, um, uh, mm -hmm. Janish might make a, might ask if because um, it was Lug who dropped. No, Lug dropped. But he's you. gone, assumedly. Yeah. No, well, he's, he'll be driving us back. No, he, he'll 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 uh, he'll be outside. Oh, okay, fine, fine. Um, so then everybody will make arrangements to spend the evening. Uh, well, I assume Nanjisel and Janish would go back to Janish's place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Charlie is shown a room, sunproofed room, here at the headquarters, which is sleep in the bathtub of that room. Okay. <laughs> um, Alice, where I'll, would be um, Matilda yeah. going to spend the evening? Go back to my flat, but I'll text Audrey on a burner phone beforehand and just ask if I can drop in tomorrow. Or just tell her that I'll be dropping in tomorrow. Okay. Excellent. So now let's go to Dermid. Um, before the night is over, at around four in the morning, you'll make arrangements to go and pick up the boxes. You have the, the tracker number of the boxes. The, the, there is like, you can you can even track them on an app. You've been given the the tracking number and everything. Uh, they are in the docks. They're in the docks. So you okay. have to have a little bit of drive to Avonmouth, but it's not a problem. Okay. Uh, hmm. Is it possible? I'm guessing to get them moved somewhere else afterwards. I don't know how big we're talking box-wise. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, two coffin-sized boxes, like for okay. people to fit inside. Uh, but yes, yes, you, it is part of the service that they will deliver them or move them to wherever. You just go there and say, "This is, these are my boxes. I want them here or there. Okay. Well, I'm planning on, before setting out, getting a certain amount of electric cabling. The okay. That would be uh, easy, especially with all the gear yeah. you have for your for your studio. Yep, get out there and uh, well, there's a couple of boxes. I'm guessing is there like TV cameras, CCTV around the place, or is there sort of a private place to take a look in the boxes? Oh, Nanyasel has made arrangements, so it's in a discreet place. Okay. And the person you will be contacting is. One of her contacts. Okay. So is as far as you can. It's someone she trusts to do this kind of stuff. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything to transport these myself, do I? I don't have like a gig van that you can shove stuff in. I tend to get other people to do that. So instead, <laughs> I'm just going to have to get these transported later. But that's fine. No, I mean, do you? Well, you do have an SUV. SUV, so I could just uh, put them in that. And uh, and well, they in a in a trailer, so you just hook it to the to the to the truck to the SUV. Simple. To Dermot's truck, which right, is I'll simple enough. Yeah, it can be done that I'll way. Um, pick them up then. Okay. Cool. So where are you going to take them? I'm going to take them back to the HQ. Oh. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, oh. You know. <laughs> but I, uh, where, where are you going to leave them uh, I'm gonna, overnight? I'm going to put them in the studio side, though. Oh, okay. So uh, in a place where the rest of the coterie is not going to step in. Yeah, generally it's going to be soundproofed and it's uh, nice and, you know, locked up there. So my security, nice and uh, 
and sorted. Okay. And uh, do you do anything with the boxes tonight, or do you leave it for another evening? How... You do know that they're uh, they are staked. Yeah. How early is it getting by the time I'm sort of back and have got them in? It's gonna be like five thirty. Five, so, five thirty. So it's gonna be very close to to dawn, or okay. close-ish. I mean, dawn is not for another hour or so, but you need to get probably to long enough. Place, yeah. Okay. I think. Cool. Well, no, I. I mean, I could stay there, but I could stay in the HQ as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I might stay in the HQ tonight then. Stay okay, cool. So I will uh, try and make them look like they are part of the scenery, and then. Are people generally aware of what's going on around them when they're torpid, or are they like properly? No, they're. Around? They well. You thought they would be dead to the world, but Sophie interacted Sophie with the wasn't. world around her. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna work out which one Mitchell is in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can open them both, and you can recognize. Uh, well, there's Mitchell and this Murray. Um, Get Mitchell out, and we'll tie him properly to a chair. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, once everything's kind of set up, just uh, carefully pull that stake out. Okay. Let me see if he comes to his senses. Whoa, I almost wrote the thing in the wrong way. Like, Chad was going to see what I was going to roll. Because I was in the <laughs> in the Twitch screen and not the roll 20. Almost, almost. Okay. That is absolutely fantastic. So you take the steak out. <clears throat> they have only been staked the night before. So he still had some blood in him. He was not torpored due to hunger. He comes out of it. And you see him. The moment he realizes he's tied to the chair and looks around. It takes him a moment. And you see him Fighting the beast like, like a champ. And he calmed himself down way quicker than you would think a Bruya would. Who are you? Wait, I know you. Don't I? Oh, you do? Yeah. I think we met him once or twice, didn't we? Matilda's friend. What the fuck's going on? See the cam? We got eyes everywhere. Eyes and ears. See you coming and going. You think you're safe, but uh, not quite as safe as you, you thought, right? And just also gonna pay for this. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Why am I tied to this chair? What have you done to Murray? 
Let's worry about you just for a second, shall we? I believe you may have uh, done something to one of my uh, one of the boys in the cam. Am I mistaken? Yeah, I did jump on that bitch. He went straight for Murray. She lost her shed because he was not pure blood, because he was a caitiff. All her purest toward her ass. Michaela, right? Yeah. I don't know if she was. I don't care if she was friends with, with Ruby. She went for him. And I lost it. As far as I heard it, she went out looking for trouble first. It's not really, not uh, you know, he cast in the first stone when, uh, you know, you was out there causing trouble in the first place. Fucking Camarilla Bombas, all right? We didn't know what happened. That was we, that was what we were told. So we went there to ask Quentin. So you went... Uh, when ask who? We went there to ask questions. And then we got attacked. And then we defended ourselves. I see. Well, I think so, this is the communal headquarters that you have with Matilda. We've had a chat. This is your studio. Is she around? Can she hear me? Does she know what's going on? You're tied to a chair, Mitchell. And you killed a kindred in the Camarilla. Perhaps we gonna... could stay on task for a second. I'm not wanting to antagonize you or anything, but I'm just trying to understand why you fucking did it. So you hear a snap. And then he just takes all of the ropes, a bunch of them, and just snaps it. Like, uh, he just breaks free of the chair, snaps it in front of you. Like, you should know a little bit better of the Bruya. The only reason I haven't jumped on you is because I don't like losing my fucking temper, but you're trying me. Well, uh, then you'd be kidding a second Camarilla in their domain, in the house of your mates. And that wouldn't go well for you either now, would it? Hold on a second. I did not kill her in her domain. They were in our territory. They stopped us before we crossed over to the contested area where the Camarilla sits. Mitchell, what I want to know is... You did this, right? Do you regret what you did? Fucking of course. Who do you think you are? Who do you think I am? I didn't like that I had to kill her. Not gonna tell you a sub story of how repentant I am. Because it was her or us. And she was not alone. She just happened to be the one who fell. Could it be in any of her friends. 
Some of them don't have me high esteem. They don't think a Bruya is good enough for her ruby. Some of them thinking clan goes over a faction instead of thinking of us as individuals. Michaela is the one who fell. Was not gunning for her, but that's who I took. Would I do it again to the, to save my skin? Hell yeah. She gonna kill Mori? You bet your ass she was. She moved fast. Murray had no, couldn't stand a chance. The only one who could move as fast as her was me. Do I get the sense, Carlos, that he seems to be genuine about this? Can you give me a resolve plus insight check, please? Because this is going to be in a post check. Are you going to do a blood search? I am on hunger three, so fuck no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's all for a worthy cause. It is all for a worthy cause, but I don't want to get in the same trouble as last night. <laughs> I do want to know. I do want to know. You should do it. I mean, it's a brown stick. It's not a, guarantee, it's not a guaranteed it. hunger four. Yeah, you might pass uh, the I mean, yeah, it is good. only if you fail. Yes. Hey, wait, does that count for my compulsion? I've made him do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> So resolve and uh, insight, right? Resolve plus insight, yes. Okay. Do you want to rouse? I will rouse for this because this okay, you, you add two. You add two dice to it. So I will even so far, willpower that. Well. You will willpower that very well. You so far you have four successes. What? One of them a 10 in a non-hunger die. And you roll two more for a total of six normal successes. Now, let's see if I bleed. <laughs> and let's see if, yeah, let's see if yeah. your, yes, your brain, your brain, the, the brain power, actually the blood you use to, to sharpen your senses and, and your intuition. It makes you feel hungrier. And it distracts you for a second, but nothing, nothing tells you that what he's saying is a lie. He seems to, to be very straightforward. He's either, he is a master manipulator or he's genuinely giving you the benefit of the doubt before he jumps on you. Because what you do feel from his, from this inside check is that he is holding back the beast as best as he can before going to town on your ass, Bruya style. Now, Mitchell, I, um, I believe you. And it's fortunate you killed somebody other than my clanmates. So I would have been somewhat pissed about that. I did have you in the box with a stake in you. Who the fuck killed Malkavian? I'll tell you in a minute, but... Uh, I say kind of looking at my hand and the blood. Ah, mm. <laughs> fair. What the fuck's... What the fuck? And he starts going back as your forehead starts cracking open in certain places. 
Places you know the crown of thorns would have dug into the skin of our savior. I do believe you're contrite about this matter. As such, I don't think you're deserving of the justice that your faction and mine would seek to give you for what you did. Fuck are you talking about? What the fuck's wrong with you, you weirdo? And he's looking at you, he's like, you start, you're bleeding, your blood is oozing from your wrists. As a hole starts to open in front of his very eyes, and he's just, what is this shit? Well, um, I'm willing to see through whatever deal you made to get you somewhere safe. But, uh, obviously you're the, you'd be on me for that. Oh, you. Indeed. I'm taking Murray out of here and I'm walking out of the front door. So I suggest you take your bleeding ass somewhere else because you're in my path and I'm not in a good mood. So, um, your grandpappy turned up. What? Perhaps you'd like to stick around, have a word, or maybe I can help you get off and uh, see you at, uh, you know. Somewhere safe. He pauses for a while. Why would my grandsire come across the Atlantic? It was the bitch that pissed me off and started killing people left, right, and center here. Also killed your sire. You know, kill my sire. I do. And I wish to see them dead. Why That's haven't not... you shared this information with Matilda? I was helping her look for clues. You don't get to see or hear everything, Metcha. But we're not on opposite sides of this. Perhaps... If you can put aside your uh, upset at the current situation, maybe we can come to some kind of agreement about seeing her dead rather than pissing in the wind about uh, this current matter. Because if you stay around in this city at all, it's not going to go well for you. Take me to my grandsire and I'll spare you. How about we sleep on it and see tomorrow morning? And and that's when he takes sort of a step back and starts 
sort of realizing that both of you are feeling sluggish. Like the only thing is that you're showing it, but he's so pumped up, he isn't. Get in the box, and I pretend. I I promise I will not put anything in you. Stay there. This place is nice and secure, and I'll uh, I'll see you in the morning. What? In the evening. Is that fair? Can this, can this lock be? Can this place be locked from the inside? I can lock this place every which way I want to. Well, but I think I think hopefully I've earned a bit of trust from you at the moment. Forgive me for being a little bit low on trust right now. I was supposed to be getting out of the city. Trusting your friend. Well, this could have gone a lot of ways, couldn't it? But uh, I want to look you in the eyes and see whether or not you... Uh, Meant what you did. Anyway, get to bed, and I'll uh, see you on the other side. Get Ruby here tomorrow evening. I'm not going out without a fight on this. She shows up first. This is as calm as you will ever see me. Get Ruby. Well, you have more problem in your hands that you can handle. And he just retreats back and sits in the corner looking at you. I'll leave. Going back off to bed. Good. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a, a, a Bruya that was lucky enough to roll a critical success on his Fury Frenzy check. Oh my god, with all the dice that he didn't roll. Okay, so evening comes. Sorry, morning comes, morning goes, afternoon turns into evening, and it is time to rouse the blood. Wakey, wakey. Dermot remains at hunger for. Janish not, does not go hungry. Neither does Matilda nor Charlie Trike. Oh, shit. I have to roll for Nanya, so. And there you go, Nanya, You Wow. Wow. No one goes in. No one goes hungry. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody. Everybody remains at your current hunger levels. What's my current hunger? Your current hunger. Hunger is two. Okay. You took it down when you fed. Okay. okay. Sorry. What? What were you saying? for me. Two. Yes. Yeah. Well, would remember you. You get your compulsion and you were feeding and all that. So yeah, you're in low hunger-ish. So the the following evening comes. Um. So let's go with scenes. Uh. Peter, what would you like Janice to do first thing in the evening? Well, I think he will want to talk to Matilda fairly soon to find out what is going on with their friends. But because 
that has to happen first, yeah. Yeah, so because it will be a lot of effort for him to contact Matilda, he will probably see if Nanjazal can do that. I mean, yeah, I can, I can fling Matilda a text. <laughs> so Matilda is, is going yet, to... Question mark. Sorry? Is squid sorted yet? Question mark. That's okay, so... So, Matilda will receive that message on her way to Audrey's, so she will not yeah. check it until she, she well, she's in, going to Portishead, at least, you know, in the area around. Mm. Um, you check the message as you get out of the car from uh, Squid. Okay, you haven't checked, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'll just reply back and be like, um, I'm there, we'll, we'll let you know ASAP. I'll deliver this message back to Janusz mm-hmm. and briefly reflect on how he seems to be getting the benefits of technology by actually having the use of So let's jump into that scene with Audrey, that, that quick conversation yeah. or very long conversation, depending on how she takes it. Uh, well, um, she, when you come in, when, when you knock, she just tells you to come in. The, the door is unlocked. She looks distraught and pale. I mean, her naturally tanned skin looks ashen. Is she sat down? Yes. Okay, I'll go and sit down beside her and say, what's happened? How is he? same it's been in ice baths for a few days and he's he's still slowly smoldering away I mean we're delaying the inevitable according to the Tremere they came last night with your pal Oscar what did they do when they were they checked him, checked his burns, and uh, Regan did some weird movements and, and said some words, and it all went south when he said that he needed some blood. What did you say? I'm Banu Hakim. The history of my clan has been marred by the Tremere taking our blood and cursing it. So I said nothing, and I took out my dagger. They knew better than to mess with my bloodline. Faisal would not take kindly of anything the Tremere do with blood that is not given freely by the person. Um, But from what Oscar, who sort of diffused the situation from what he could gather, from what he said that he read on some tomes, or apparently something you asked him to look into. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like it's reversible, but they wouldn't do it. Why not? Well, the, let's say the sheriff of the Camarilla doesn't 
take kindly on someone taking out a knife on them. So he just stopped it there and then, just said it wouldn't help. He said it make no sense to help an anarch with such a complicated ritual. He said it was too complex. That if I had any complaints, I should talk to my grandsire and ask the Primitian of the Banu Hakim. He was beyond likely to get anything done for an anarch. And Faisal is not going to go into a boon for Squid, for, for Frankie. <clears throat> I'm going to put my hands on her hands and just say, I think there might be another way. Do you know Yamish? Old man from your coterie? Yeah. Old man with the dogs. That one. Um, yeah, Murray, Murray says that he's an, a strange but good man. Like, he, ga he gave Murray that, that dog. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good description. He's strange but good. He's also, he has abilities. He, to his mind, they're God-given, God's-given. Um, I don't know whether they are, and I don't know whether it's just something he's got the ability. Whatever it is, I've seen it. You've and you've seen it. What have you seen? I've seen him conjure images out of the water with blood. I've seen him murdered. Well, he he's a sorcerer, him. but not a true. No, it's okay. Our, my clan also has a full, a complete cast of the Banu Hakim. He's made out of sorcerers. Faisal is one. He has abilities. Um, and he was hurt the same way as Squid before. He was burned and he healed with such speed. You don't have to do it, but he has offered it as an option for Squid. Offered his services if you want it. I, wa I want to hear more about this, yes. If, okay. he, if he has offered, um, um, I'm willing to hear him. And if it sounds, if it sounds, I mean, reasonable, then then yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, he's um, how spiritual are you? She, she just gives you a sad laugh. It's like, come on, baby girl. I I used to be in life very, um, and I believe in death as well but I, I wouldn't say spiritual i would say more religious okay it's, it's different i have i have faith uh in my set of beliefs but once you're in this life things make you change your perspective is that okay. i know i, I do know. understand um janish is very charismatic He's very, he's a good talker. And if it's a, if what he suggests is the right thing for you, then go for it. But I don't want you to feel like you're being pressured into anything. So just, just be wary. Okay. I trust really? him, but be wary. I'm a Muslim woman living in England. He's not going to be the first person to try to talk me into something I don't want to. Okay. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. 
Do you want me to take him to you? No, or should we go to him? No, I don't want to leave Frankie here. Um, okay, I can get should him Should we... No, I... I will go. We need to, to talk to him fast. Actually, maybe we can take Frankie with us? In the trunk of your car? I think about the trunk of my car is a big <laughs> Well, if, if you put Frankie in a fetal position and you take the spare tire and put it in the back seat, yes? Kindred Tetris in the back of the car. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, I'll say, yeah. As for Tetris. Yeah, that's for that job. Uh, if we've got any like ice, like bags of ice to just like, yeah, it'll probably melt, but like, you know, make it as comfortable and cold as possible. And yeah, she, uh, she'll put some, actually, funny enough, she has some body bags. <laughs> you don't ask. She doesn't yeah, say I know. anything. I look at them and I'm like, baddies. And. <laughs> <laughs> And she puts a, a lot of the ice, like she has ice, like a lot of it. Uh, she's been buying ice and having it unloaded in, into a squid. And then you take him, you put him in the back of the truck, in the back of the car and start driving. I will, before I start driving, I'll ring mm -hmm. Ange and um, yeah, I'll just ring her. All right. Thank you. Um, we're on our way over to you and yeah, I'm just like, okay, can you? Is Yamash right? You mean Yamash's place? Yeah. Or we can, we can go to the headquarters. No, that might be uh, easy. It's probably fine to come here. I'll just, I'll just ask him where on the Yeah, just clear it with him. Uh, can I assume he's around? Yeah, you can find okay, him. Okay, I'll yeah. say, um, <laughs> it's Matt, you're on the phone. They're on the way here. Is it all right for them to come here? Audrey and Wood. I will meet them at the gates. All right. He says he'll meet you at the gates. Yeah. Alright, see you in a bit. Yeah, they're in 20. He says more. Does not matter. Let us go to the gates and we will meet them there. Alright. We want Charlie first, don't we? Shall I drive down and get him from the HQ? Yes, yes, we will need Charlie. That right. is good thinking, man, Giselle. I'll... <laughs> I'll uh, and you get in the car. I'll go get Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But before all of that happens, while Matilda is doing... Her driving and conversation and driving back. A very bloody Dermot. Wait, so sorry. Charlie. Mm. You smell blood in the air. Kindred blood. Okay. No particular gonna... resonance. But you can you can sense it. Your your senses tell you that. Another, another is bleeding. Hey, I'm going to um, skulk through the house following that scent. Um, and I'm going to make sure that I have my, my feral weapons out on one hand. Okay. The, the scent takes you to not, not very far. You just open the door. And then you're in the second, like you're in the first floor, not, not in the ground floor, in the first floor where the rooms are. And the, the, the smell comes from the room next door. 
And I have no idea whose room this is. Uh, nope. Okay. Um. Charlie's gonna kind of like press himself against the wall and reach his arm out so we could knock on the door. But if the door opens, he's not in front of the door. And he'll nor nor in the direction the door would open. So that's mm -hmm. good. Um. So Dermot, there's a knock on the door. You are muted. Just a minute. <laughs> you hear? Are you okay, Malkavian? I'm not quite decent yet. I'll be uh, ripping up some sheets for bandaging. No, and you have some clothes there that you could use. Probably you have some bandages mm -hmm. also, but not enough. So. Why do um, I spill your blood? Because I'm bleeding. Why? It's complicated. Explain it to me. Okay, I got holes in my wrists and my head. And it just kind of comes upon me at times. Is this a curse? Yes, yes, it's a curse. I was cursed by a witch. And it's <laughs> been... Ever since then, I've been struggling with this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You need a assistance. I think I'm okay, and I'll open the door. Got a nice bandage around the head and sort of on the wrists. <laughs> he has a bandage around his forehead and temples. Uh, it it looks freshly. You know, freshly applied it himself, so it's a little crooked. It places, and you can see how the little marks, red marks, are slowly, very slowly growing in size. So you know that, that he's still bleeding, but he's bleeding very slowly. The same uh, from his hands; um, his wrists have been bandaged as well, uh, more crudely but thicker. Uh, so they, they don't show signs of blood yet. I've seen and, uh, something like and this before. Also, he is barefoot, but his feet are bandaged. So, sorry, you, you were saying? Have I seen something like this before? Yes, you have seen stigmata. Of course, it's not your religion, but back in the 1700s. It's not a common thing. You probably have seen it once. And probably when you ask, someone told you of others that have suffered it. In Kindred, though, it's the first time you see it. The stigmata are, are sort of like um, those who are marked with the, with the wounds of, of the Christian religion. Uh, or, or the person that you, you're not very clear how it works, but yes, you have heard stories of the stigmata and wants to solve one person. I don't think this is a curse. I don't think there are Christian witches. Well, no, you see, I'm the Christian, and uh, she was very upset about how holier than now I. Anyway, I'd love to discuss this all night, but. Uh, Firstly, I'm fucking hungry. 
And secondly, there's somebody you need to see. It's probably more important than this. Am I going to need these? Massive wicked talons out of her left hand. His left hand. I'm really hoping not. Is there a bear around the place or something? No, I I awoke and it smelled like you'd been gutted. So I assumed I was going to encounter someone who had done the gutting. No, my guts are fine. Anyway, I I need you to come down and see somebody and then maybe we can move on from this. I think we're all going to be really hungry tonight, so we might have to go out, do some hunting. My supper should be arriving soon. That's good, because, you know, it's always a good uh, mixer when you got... Th- Three or four hungry uh, vamps in a in a house together always goes well. Anyway, Sounds come on. Like the beginning of a massacre. Hmm. Something like that. So Dermot takes Charlie uh, downstairs and into one of the doors of the place. You have not gone through that door before, Charlie. It looks big, secure. Door. Big, yeah. Big. It, it looks. Big, secure, padded, everything. Uh, take you through and uh, see there's, um, I believe somebody was looking for who's, uh, who's here. And, uh, he's also quite hungry. So, and seemed to be a bit upset with me last night. Just the way he seemed to have that effect on people at times. Anyways. Would I know what Mitchell looks like? Have I met him before, or this will be the first time? This would be the first time you meet him, but when the door is open, the young man you see, shirtless, sitting in the, in the, the floor, ready to pounce at someone, reminds you of Scott, has the features that Scott described in his letters when he said that he had found someone he wanted to embrace, when he asked for your advice and your permission, because it's your bloodline. But more importantly, it smells like you. It carries your smell. He has your blood in him. It's uh, apparent just, uh, just with by being in the same room with him. You recognize him as skin. I think that Charlie will kind of crouch down to get on his level. And he'll look at him really hard for a minute. Not say anything. Just kind of like... Almost getting trying to get a vibe off of him. But try and hold eye contact. I think that's important to Charlie. He will hold it. For longer than most would. From time to time, his eyes would quickly dart to see where Dermot is in the room, especially if he makes any movement or noise. He looks... He looks ready. Ready for combat. He looks ready. As in... 
the fight or flight sort of instinctive re response. His is fight in order to flee. It's not just going to run away. He's going to make a way so he can run through. Did the Malkavian <clears throat> put you here? Yes. I was supposed to be taken outside the city. You are him, aren't you? I'm your grandfather, yes. God told me a lot about you. I'm sure he has a lot of good stories to tell. Always the best. Those stories may even made me want to go and travel to Canada and seek you out myself, but he said you didn't want to be disturbed. What did you do to end up in the box? A few days back. And he turns to Dermot because I have, I assume it's just a few days back. Right? Um, I think it was yesterday. Okay. So yes, a few days back, there was a, there was an attack. The Anarchs were attacked. A man by the name Christopher Hughes, and you recognize that name. He was, it was Camarilla, uh, Camarilla Bruya. But of course, you also know that your clan defected. Didn't affect you, not in the middle of nowhere. A man named Christopher Hughes was setting out defenses. Said that we were being, had been attacked by the Camarilla. Turns out, no one knew what had really happened. That doesn't, did. that didn't matter. He shoots you a glance as in he's holding it, right? So I was with a group of my friends and we went out to to the limits of our territory. We didn't want to mess with the library. But we had people coming in. Things got heated and a group of them went after my friend. And he not he sort of nods in the direction of a of a crate that has a person inside. We just defended ourselves. A torridor died. Camarilla Torridor. And then I find myself trying to escape the city. Because they're gonna look for for responsibles and not, not, they're not going to hear the words that I have to say. No one's going to believe it was in self-defense. So I made a deal with someone who broke it. And instead of smuggling me out of the city, delivered me to the Camarilla. The only reason I didn't tear him apart last night is because 
I didn't even know where I was until I started feeling morning was coming. One thing I taught your father, and I had hoped that he would teach you, and it appears that he has, is be peaceful, be conscientious. But if someone lays his hands on you, send him to the cemetery. He always said, never fight unless it's to protect. And you have you have a horse in this race, Mulcavian? We all want the same thing. We all want Rose dead. As far as I'm concerned, you're both good allies to uh, further that cause. I asked your uh, Mitchell here if he regretted what he did. I asked him his account of uh, how things were, and, uh, and I believed he told the truth. And I'd be willing to speak on his behalf to the prince, who is, of course my own clan if that is what you desire but, uh, it's up to you if I'm honest I'd get out of town and then wait and then once we know where this rose is we can all kind of come together again for a little party um, I think Charlie's going to stand very slowly kind of turn on his heels and, and square up um, and say, You speak like you're trying to make a treaty, but your actions sound more like you're trying to start a war. So I would be very careful to what you say next, or the Camarilla will have more heads to put on their pikes. I don't want a war. If anything, I'm trying to do what I can to stop a war. It was Rose what brought it to us, and she's the one trying to turn us hard against each other. Wait, you mean to tell me that she was behind the attack and not the, sec the Society of Leopold? She seemed to be directing the Society of Leopold to create the chaos so that she could attack and kill all the people that she wants to kill, including Roger, including Jacinta. Jacinta. She lied. No, she was killed by this rose. Do you know her, Charlie? She was a fearsome woman. And very smart. And I will mourn her passing. Tell you... Tell you what. 
determine. Do you just get Murray and me out of the city? Maybe we can hold up with Charlie somewhere for a few nights while you sort yourself out. We can give you a burner. Yes. That way I can spend a few days with my grandsire, let him know everything that has happened, put him up to speed. We could do with your help, though. When the time comes. When everything's sorted, I'll be back. I have someone here that I need to protect. Very well. We can go wait somewhere. First, we have to deal with Squid. What happened to Squid? And this is where Dermot realizes that he's been, like, um, Mitchell has been hiding ever since the night Squid mm-hmm. was pretty much, you know, crispy fried chicken Nosferatu. So you put him up to speed. Yep. In the meantime, as this conversation happens, party, and then we have Matilda arriving with Audrey and Squid. Sorry, can I, can I have gone to the HQ to get Charlie? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sorry. And and when, when you're having this conversation, Nangisol shows up at the HQ. So basically... You're Malkavian, put my grandchild in a box. I'm sorry, what? He put him in a box, and then he put him in a little room in your basement. Well, I feel compelled to correct you here, because it weren't Dermot what put Mitchell in a box, it was me. Are you saying he's here? Yes. Yes. Well, that is a surprise, I'll tell you. It's a long story, but put a pin in it because Squid is up at Yanesh's now. We need to go, if you're coming with us, we need to go and get this sorted so Squid can be made right and you can go find whatever you need to of Kraken. I came to get you. Fine. And he'll he'll turn and look back at um Mitchell and he'll say Mitchell is not saying his purse lipped hold like literally he's holding to one table. A table that now has a grip like his hand just went through the metal leg. It's imprinted there. Just not jumping at nine yourself. I'll, I'll he's say just to Mitchell. I'll say to Mitchell. I imagine this looks pretty shitty to you, doesn't it? But believe me, there is an explanation. And after I sorted your mate out, I'll come back and give it to you. I'll say, and then I'll then I'll gesture to Charlie to come with me. Um, Charlie will look kind of over his shoulder at Mitchell and say, "I'll come back for you." And um, keep in mind what I've said. 
If I come back here and there is nothing left of that Malkavian but paste, I will not be angry with you. And then he'll walk away. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, Dermot is probably staying with... I'm going to stay here. Yeah. With Mitchell. I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the crazy house. <laughs> the crazy place. house. <laughs> uh, okay, you will be doing arrangements with Mitchell um, and Murray. Well, Murray's a torpor, but you will get a hold of Ruby. You will you will just sort this out for the next few hours. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Matilda shows to Janish's haven with oh. Audrey. Way to the gate. Janish is waiting there. <clears throat> he opens it himself. Um, Audrey, this is Janish. Yes, we we have met. Uh, yeah. Evening. Th- thanks for for your time. Thanks for this. I understand that there is a lot of time that's pressing on this, so I welcome you to my home and. Well, the duration of your stay here, you will be a guest. You will be safe from any harm that might befall you. As will your injured companion. Please, please bring them inside. Thank you for your hospitality. We will... and, and she just walks in uh, and goes to a side where you with you and says um so matilda said that that there is there's something that you can do for him well yes it is the case that the tremere have defiled our domain in the past and i understand they have also defiled the body your companion Now, when I was the victim of fire, I was able to call upon those that I worship for aid, and the earth itself helped restore me. I have a relationship, an understanding with gods. What I offer you is this. I will get their ear and I will take your companion into the earth where Kupala dwell. And another kindred who is a friend of his line has offered to make offerings on his behalf. I will get the god's ear, and Charlie will attempt to gain their aid. I understand that you have a great deal of love for this person, or yes. squid. If he is Frankie. Called. Frankie. Yeah. Yes, good, Frankie. Squid is his nickname, but mm, no Frank. real names must be used. Frank. If you wish, you may also appeal Parla on Frank's behalf. It is your choice. So you will 
you will go into the earth with him. I will bring the god's attention to his plight. And were we supposed to pray, wait? If you wish to participate, then I would take you to the place where this would happen. Yes. And when yes, we I... were within the earth, you would pray, yes. You would pray Parla and you would offer something. What that offering is, is your choice. But it is wise to offer the gods something commensurate with what you wish from them. The more generous you are, the more likely they are to listen. But that is your choice. I have made a suggestion to Matilda, but it is merely that you must do whatever you feel is right. The offering must no, be no. honest and given freely. Let's, let's try it. Can it be done tonight? Yes, it can. There is a... Another kindred on their way here, one who has an understanding of the old ways and has kindly offered out of companionship to that line to make offerings on their behalf. But the more of you that do so, the more likely it is to be fruitful. I'll turn to Matilda. I understand Frank is your friend too. Yes. Then I would ask you the same question. Are you willing to participate in this and offer something of yourself to Kapala on Frank's behalf? Um, let me think about it. You have until Charlie arrives. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll I'm sorry. turn to Audrey and I'll say, I'll just clarify it's Charles Strike. Oh, and, and of course, she immediately goes like the Charles Strike, and and and, and now strike. something, some, and now, now she feels that it's like a more serious stuff. Yeah, you do the preparations. I would imagine uh, Janish tells Evelina uh, to to get the grounds ready. He will, and also he will, because I believe Ruby is staying here, right? Yes, and Ruby's he part is. of this pack, so he's going to go see Ruby. Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, it's about time she took a step up, I think. Yeah. Um, so we don't she need up. to play that now, but it will be of a similar order to what he said to Matilda. He'll just lay it on a bit thicker. But if you want uh, to play the scene, I'm happy to do it. She, the moment you mention that it's squid, she will say yes, 100%. Boom. Um, he loves the blood, just saying. She looks very sheepish <laughs> when she sees Matilda, but actually there is no time to talk. Because... All the preparations have been made. The grounds are prepared. I'll help you on a whatever. Yeah, so so you have seen the ritual ones. You have yeah. participated. So it will be Evelina and yourself assisting. While Audrey is doing what you were doing the previous time, which is just, you know, listening and praying. Uh, she's not going to go under. It's just that. So... So Janish will say to people when they're here, um, we are standing on holy ground here. It's a sacred place. And 
When Frank is taken into the earth, he will be taken into the embrace of Kupala. Now, I will take him in the proper way, in the old way. I will get Kupala's ear. I promise you that he will hear your words. Whatever offerings you choose to make, be they of oath, be they of blood, be they other sacrifices you wish to do, that is between you and Kupala. But make them to the earth where Frank will be, where Kupala will be. Offer only what you are happy to give and willing to give. And do not hesitate once you make that offering. The gods do not respect weakness. He won't be saying much of this to Charlie because he figures Charlie already knows yeah. all this shit. But he will be telling the young, kind of impressionable kindred this. Um, and then he'll so, say, is there anything before we begin? Sorry, uh, actually, sorry, one more thing he will say to Matilda. Yeah, yeah, is sure. Matilda there? Did she come with us? Yes, I did come yes. with you. Yeah. Cool, good. So yeah, he'll... So, Sorry, Carlos. Go on. Oh, yeah, no, he'll just say, um, before we begin, does anyone have anything to ask? Well, once we begin, there will be no stopping until it is done. I will shake my head, but I'll be taking my jacket off and pulling some sort of knife out. Uh, Audrey also takes her jacket off, but doesn't know exactly what to do. But she shakes her head, no questions. Charlie's um, there. Charlie will take... Um his jacket, his like sweater and his shirt off and his shoes and his socks. Um, you guys will see that his back is an absolute mess of like whip mark scars, but his chest has like very particularly spaced out little dotted scars across it. Um, and he'll take his little hunting knife off of his belt. So every time Yanish sees a knife, he'll nod approvingly. <laughs> <laughs> I, will also, I will also do a bit of care with ordering. To support her and to help her to understand how this is going to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matilda's going to go over to Yana. She's mm. sort of taken her jacket off and rolled her sleeves up and probably put her hair into a bit of a messy bun. Um, and she's just going to ask him, um, do you think this is going to work? Do you feel like it's going to work? He'll look around at the group gathered and he will say, there is much strength gathered in this circle, and the gods respect strength. The earth is hungry and has suffered greatly. You feed it, then yes, its kindness and its power will be given to Frank. But it is up to you. Do you have a knife I can borrow? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Do you, have, do you have a knife I can borrow? Yes. Yes, of course. Evelina presents you with one. I'll take it off her and just nod at Janusz. From my Gordon Ramsay now. collection. So when, when she does that, uh, he will take a moment to put a hand on her arm and nod to her and he'll say, it is a difficult step to take. I'm glad you are taking it. So for those who have not seen this, it is quite unsettling 
but also miraculous. Janusz is with ceremonial robes, kneeling in this place, which is holy ground, holding, cradling in his arms, the burnt and still damp body of Frankie, of Squid. He's still kind of wet and cold to the touch because of all the ice you've put on him to keep him from further burning. But now that he's been out of the ice for a while, Janusz could see that he's very slowly smoldering away. He's still burning. That magical fire that Tremere had sent on him is not stopping until it finishes its work. The prayer starts, led by Evelina, and followed by Nan Giselle, and to Matilda's surprise, Ruby. She knows the words. There are normal prayers, just used in a different context, it would seem. And the ground itself starts crawling over Janusz's legs and over squid. Crawling all the way up, the dirt just mounting on top of each other. And then once they cover his face and completely cover squid, they are swallowed by it. Evelina gives Charlie the nod and and the others. Um, Charlie's going to kind of walk up to where they were and he's going to kneel and he's going to take the tip of his knife and he's going to prick the scars on his chest and let them make them bleed. And then he's going to take his left hand and he's going to put his pinky finger in his mouth and bite it off and spit it out. And then he's going to put his entire arm into the ground with it and put the pinky finger in there and let kind of all like will his blood to run down the front of him and into the ground. That's and so then, um, me to fall along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll probably he'll get really close to the ground and he'll say some things in a language that nobody here understands. And then he'll um, he'll stand back up and just take a few steps back. I'll be a bit more middle ground. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like this bloke, but I've only met him a couple of times. So, <laughs> so I will I will I will still open my wrist mm -hmm. and let my blood fall in the right place. I will say a prayer when I do this. The prayer is specifically for the benefit of Squid. But the context of this is that he is a root dispatching the Society of Leopold, and that is in the service of Kapara. That okay. is the context of <clears throat> Well done. Matilda? Um, yeah, Matilda will sort of approach the same kind of spot, um, take the knife and cut open one palm and then cut open another, another palm and then just put them to the ground as if it's kind of like feeding through. Um, and she won't necessarily say a prayer, um, but she'll just say... Um, Janusz suggested I give an oath, but I can't give any more of those. Um, I've got me in too much trouble, but I can give you this. And then she'll just kind of squeeze her palms into the ground. Um, and then she'll get up after however long. Mm -hmm. Ruby 
also very hesitantly just cuts her palm and says the same prayer as Nanyusel. And and he sort of beckons Frankie to listen. And after all of this, you see Audrey has been very, very sick, hesitant, and then she goes, oh, fuck it. And she produces a knife out of nowhere. You don't know where she kept it. And she lashes her arm from the from the inside of her elbow all the way to her wrist and just puts the tip of her fingers in the ground with the with the arm stretch and wills her blood out and she will say something as well but it's completely in a language that no, neither of you understand <clears throat> at the end of it Janish rises with Frankie. There is one very odd thing. Charlie is putting back his clothes after you're cleaning himself. Evelina's made sure that everything's in hand. But once he's, while he's rummaging through his things, he sees that the compass has changed slightly. And now, the rose that shows, you know, the north, north, south, east, and west, you know, the, it's called the Rose of Winds. It's bloomed into an actual rose. And you notice for the first time that it is now, it, it is pointing at squid. The needle is pointing us at squid. When Janusz comes out, he is perfectly fine. Squid, though, still burn, but his eyes open. His wounds are still burning, but he's back from that state. And he's in pain. Audrey tries to console him to the best of her ability. He's smoldering away still. But now at least he can move and talk. Now he can potentially feed if need be. And he yes. looks as he's, he's... Can I feed him? Yes. And you put a wrist towards him and he goes at it and drinks. And he, you don't feel that he drinks a lot. But everybody else in his in their eyes, it looks like he's gorging. Your very strong blood, your your old blood, feeds him very well. And of course, gives him a little bit of strength to contain what's going on. And then he uh looks at the compass. And sort of like an annoying look crosses his face. He looks at you, Charlie, straight in the eye and says, that will find her. And he opens his wrist, bleeds on top of it a little bit, and then faints, not torpor. He just, the pain is too much. But now the compass, points in a different direction. And that 
where we're going to end this special episode of Blood on the Severn. So thank you very much, Cedar, for joining us uh, today as a guest. Uh, I saw that we had a raid, a raiding party from mm. Manapod Studios showed up tonight. Thank you very much for the raid. And if you love Vampire, every Monday, 7 p.m. UK time, we're here. Um, anyone has any shout outs or things to say? Just quickly, a huge shout out to my players last week, Sam, Nat and Kirsty. You guys oh, were fantastic. Yeah. So thank you very much. And if you have missed it, Rob, as our guest storyteller, played Slough by Night, which you can find now in podcast or YouTube. So go and have a look because it's an interesting one. I mean, when you go to a metropolis like Slough, <laughs> it's bound to be. Big lights. I much appreciated the pog in chat earlier. Thanks for that. Yes. Yep. Yes, the pog in chat. Well done. Yeah. So thank you very much to my players. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you very much thank to you, Carlos. Thank you very much to our guest and thank you to our you our um, storyteller from last week and to all of you for watching and tuning in to Blood on the Severn. After this, it's only four more episodes. So what will happen? What will happen? Find out next Monday, 7 p.m. Until then, I'm gonna love you and leave you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.